When you think about superheroes, who or what comes to mind? Superman? Batman? Or the cavalcade cast of Marvel and DC comic books? Do you think about their superpowers and fantasize about possessing their strengths and invulnerability for yourself? We all dreamed about flying or bending steel with our bare hands. After all, it's only human. Or perhaps your first thought was not for the heroes, but for the villains. These darker characters and their twisted motives sometimes are far easier to relate to. With corrupted power and vengeance comes intriguing tales designed to make us understand at least somewhat the atrocities they have committed. A bit of ourselves in the darkness, perhaps. What would you do if you had superpowers? Take a second to really think. Would you use them to fight for the greater good? Or achieve things for yourself that you never could have otherwise? Would you fight for the downtrodden? Or do it for fame or recognition? Would you just have some fun? Or else dish out some sweet vengeance to those who might have wronged you in the past? Or would you do completely the opposite? Hide in plain sight, quietly and nobly, living out your days as a regular human being. We all have our own reasons, and I doubt any of our choices would be exactly the same in this hypothetical situation. But then again, there's no such thing as superheroes. Or is there? Tonight on The Marquee, we are looking at M. Night Shyamalan's analysis of comic book heroes, villains, and the stories they share in Unbreakable. So don your regalia, even if it's just out of sight underneath your clothes. You never know when disaster might strike, or when the most seemingly unbreakable among us might shatter like glass. <laughs> at Nightcaps at the theater. Um, last time, it's very drunk. Um, I got a little too drunk. Oh, we're not telling the story, are we? We're not going to tell the story. I'm just going <laughs> to advise uh, all the children out there to um, eat before you drink. Mm. That's all. Yeah. Oh, too bad Make sure you have a shoebox. <laughs> yeah, that, on standby. That's a legacy for another time, though. <laughs> <laughs> That'll go in my memoir. But, um, oh, too bad it's coming out just after Cinco de Mayo. No, it's uh, that single de Quattro. No, but oh, not true. when it comes out, Mark. I have a wedding. I'm not editing it on the weekend. <laughs> Hopefully, we've uh, solved our audio issues. So thank you for sticking with us. Yeah, We fixed it out. All I needed was a new 1000 buck or so laptop. That's all I needed. Who would have known? Uh, my old laptop was nine years old and uh, had to put her down. You left us with a hint for what we're watching tonight, I Mark. I did. I left the movie. I want to ask Matt, does he remember the hint? Oh boy! Because I, I can, do. I can rephrase it. I haven't even started drinking yet. Well, I did start just uh, many hours ago. Mm. Let's see. Um, superhero. That was one hint that I was gave today, yeah. but I remember the original hint, Mark, because okay. that's such a good apple. So the original quote for this movie was, uh, "Go to where people are." 
Now, and this uh. is a superhero movie, but not a traditional movie that's in your DC or Marvel or Hellboys oh, I know out what there. This. Actually, but, I don't know. So if you guys want to take a guess. Hancock. No. Unbreakable. Matt. <laughs> ding, ding. Yeah, Schmidt. I finally no, got one. Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> but that's the point. Call him Mr. Glass or call him Unbreakable. Wow, we were just M. talking Night about Shyamalan's, Split. M. Night Shyamalan's quintessential classic. <laughs> Uh, of uh, the year of our Lord uh, 2000, <laughs> and starring Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> that Vista series DVD is too artsy for I me. Love this. It's I, complicated. I went cheap. On the titles on it like four times. Yes. <laughs> no, it just where, keeps going. Where do I get the disc from? <laughs> Look at the bag, it's all glass. Ooh. I don't get that. You know, I'm a ba- I'm a usually a good M. Night Shyamalan fan. I think I've seen every one of his films but Unbreakable. But the really? Best I haven't one. seen movie. I've seen Split. I've seen The Happening. Oh. I've seen The Happening. <laughs> so you don't I've understand seen the end. Avatar. The last I've seen Lady in the Water. I've seen Devil. Oh, God. You're I gonna have... Devil's not really like his movie. But yeah. I've seen... I think every other one but this one. You're going to be impressed. I, yeah. Will I? Uh, for, me, for me, I think this is his best movie. I think most people and this would is, agree. This is, right, this is coming well, off right after Sixth Sense. But I don't believe he's made a good movie. I, you, you didn't like Sixth Sense? No. I think this is a good movie. But it's also, at the same time, laughable for many reasons. But, I, mm-hmm. but cinematography and, and there's some well-acted performances in this. And I do like it. I grew up... Uh, uh, Skipping out in this movie, I watched it a little bit later on in, uh, in my uh, in my youth, but um, I like it. I go back to it. And I still have a fond appreciation for it. Mm. Uh, it does get a little, like I said, it gets a little bit laughable. Good uh, as the years I'll go by. It. So, uh, John, I, I don't know. You you may or may not like this, but I I, I do enjoy it. But do the trees come to life? The trees don't people? come to life. <laughs> Is there a... There does, are, but it does take place in Philadelphia, as all of M. Night's fucking movies Avatar do. takes place in Philadelphia? Hey, it could be the precursor. All I know is that the Earthbender should have just bent the Earth they were standing on. Hey, and that was book one. When's book two coming out? In book three. I read somewhere and, that that was coming. The that was fans demand to know. What fans? I, that franchise is done. I love oh. that series. Not the movies, though. The series is good. But, um, yeah, I've never seen this, so I don't know what to expect. And it's a superhero movie? Ew, Jan. How am I supposed to get into this? <laughs> what about you, Matt? Have you ever seen Unbreakable? Yeah, it's... Uh, I'll give my thoughts after watching it again, because okay. it's been okay. a little while, and I wasn't... Admittedly, I wasn't crazy about it the first time I saw it. You guessed it first time, though. Yes. Mm. Uh, the superhero hint and go to where people are that that does seem to stick out at me. What did I think? I think that was I thought that was from like Angels in the Outfield or something it's like that. or something Roman. <laughs> it's something like, like three hundred I mean, or something. It, I mean, it, it takes place like it's like new millennia, so it's bound to have quotes like that. Mm. There is this the movie that was on the Office for that episode? Were they all watching Unbreakable on like the bus you, ride? You got me. I, I have. I'm not. <laughs> that sounds. Fan. That's the only. That sounds thing, accurate. Because I think of what that's the only in the thing intro. I know this from. That, that if this was on an episode of The Office, this is the only... And it's weird, because like I said, I've seen every other M. Night, or at least I think every other M. Night Shyamalan film. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I, don't, I don't recall that episode, but I'm pretty sure given like the intro to this film, that seems like something The Office would do. And go to where people are. Like, that's a real... I like that line. It's good. But I think it happens right before, like trip-hop scored montage that's like very 90s <laughs> a little bit but i do okay. like the score of this movie though I, uh, uh, I can i expect since or what uh, <laughs> so it's not it's so. not it's no. what 2000 yeah god who, well you'll find out in the score oh my god uh, in the movie so 
Yeah, don't worry about Was it. Was I even born in 2000? <laughs> in the year 2000. Oh, you kids and your, your music. But uh, Father John Misty's coming out with a new album. I know. Oh, I heard uh, true. one of his new singles. No, he already saying, I heard he already came out with it. Well, I'm not saying that I, I got a sneak peek of the whole album. <laughs> didn't, didn't the new album just... Came, uh, last one came out like last year. Or, he's like, been pushing he, them yeah, out. He's like, prolific. Uh, like an uh, Irish Catholic. He's been pushing out those <laughs> baby albums. But... um. I wouldn't, I mean, I haven't heard it, but I would say that it's right behind I Love You, Honey Bear. Ooh, been, uh, that's good. I've been loving it. I wasn't crazy about Mr. Tillman for a while, but just repeated uh, listenings on the radio have, have swayed me. Mm. And I just, I really like the Jason Isbell name drop on it. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's really what made me uh, perk up my ears and go like, ooh, this is I'm, good. I'm still a big fan of Fear Fun. There, there are some uh, uh, questionable songs on that album, like just in terms of tone, but yeah. I still like it. Mm. especially the first three or four songs all right well that's enough with the father john misty podcast <laughs> just say we get into this movie uh let's go to Shyamalan land oh, ding dong. Brooklyn, drunk. Oh, so welcome back to the podcast, y'all. Nightcaps at the theater, cinema. I was tempted to say it, but follow us at at Nightcap Cinema on your local social media distillery coming near you. Yes, yes. We watched M Night Shyamalan's classic. That yeah. was one of the only M. Night Shyamalan... Uh, Shyamalan. Shyamalan. <laughs> oh, so we begin. <laughs> Have I been M. Night Shyamalan? The, whole t- the mask comes off. It's me! Um, M. Night Shyamalan films that I haven't seen before. The only one, literally. I've never seen Unbreakable. I've heard of it and seen clips from it, but never watched the full thing through. What did we drink, Mark, to go along with this movie? We drove... Uh, we drove... We drove. <laughs> oh, fuck. We're fucked! Yeah, we, we drank a, uh, a, uh, a barrier uh, breaker... Which Ooh. is a, um, it's four ounces of, uh, cold, uh, well, at least cold, considering the temperature here, of, uh, ca- uh, caffeine. Um, about a shot of, let's see, uh, dark rum, which we used, uh, black Bacardi. A mm. half a shot of, uh, uh, ga- Galino? Ga- ga- Galliano. 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 Wow, I'm Italian. Use the Italian in you. And, Speak uh, with your hands. And about... Uh, at least, a, at least a uh, couple of teaspoons of uh, uh, dark uh, cr- uh, creme de coco. Mm. So, first thoughts uh. on the drinks, y'all. Um, I'll go first. I loved it. Was it better than that garbage uh, dirty martini that I made? Listen, I'm a kind host, and I drank the martinis out of you, you know, a, but they weren't that bad. You can be I've as had critical worse. as you want. For me, that tastes no. like sandpaper. It was. It wasn't. I think if we would have, that was our first time making them. I will say mm. on, on, our, on our next one, I won't go fancy. It will be more simpler. I liked this I, though. I, I, this I, wasn't bad. I, yeah, have, this was I have a firm pick. One I want. I almost uh, switched out before Roll of Ten Bottles. To water? 
No, you, maybe, <laughs> but it, it, it's a whiskey drink related, Ooh. specifically oh. for the movie. So I'll just I'll leave it at that. Oh. Hey, I thought this drink was pretty good, and this is coming from somebody who doesn't drink coffee in the slightest. I know. I you saw your I saw yeah, your no. reaction when I first mentioned it. <laughs> he You're really like, does. You coffee d- to me. Did. Coffee to me is like water to Bruce Willis in this movie. Oh, it's his absolute weakness. My kryptonite. Mm. I'm a hero otherwise. What a weakness to have in this film. Uh, what did you think? We'll of get your to drink? it. Yeah, for a first time, literally the first time I made this, it was actually not that bad. No, I made I another one just just for like you know, here's a nice like uh, ride home drink, a nice mm. to Taco, Taco Bell, Bell, nice Taco Bell drink, <laughs> a nice uh, Quattro de Cinco. We're all going to get that sawdust meat at Taco Bell after this, probably. <laughs> you didn't hear about that, did you? How what? they use sawdust in the meat? Oh, that's also, why it's so it. good. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll still eat it. <laughs> I haven't had Taco Bell. In uh, also, just a reminder: we're recording this on May the fourth. May the fourth be with you. Also but also, Star Wars. but the day before, <laughs> also kind of relating to just the Star Wars talk that that me and Matt were sharing. Mm-hmm. But also, it's just the day <laughs> before. Jonathan was existing during <laughs> sure. the corner facing the wall, but just specifically <laughs> before the day of Cinco de Mayo. I'm gonna get drunk tomorrow. I have a wedding to go to. Oh hell yeah! Lucky Fuck you. That. I gotta be surrounded by two uh, youngsters tomorrow. My nieces. Oh, I know. Give them their first few drinks. I want a goose to lay gold eggs for Easter's. Sure. That's from uh, Charlie on the Chocolate I'll take them to my local comic book shop because tomorrow is also free comic book day. Ooh. I hate that's com- relevant. Hot take, I hate comic books too. <laughs> but, no, side note, uh, speaking of comic books, this movie was all yeah. about the comic books. So should we get into the plot? I feel like it kind of wasn't though. It, the whole comic book theme, it was, it felt kind of shoved in there. Comic it books, did. Comic books definitely uh, were around the plot of this movie. Yeah. yeah. But, the, uh, let's talk about just like the the, the opening, of this movie. please, yes. because I didn't read any of those damn comic book facts. Yeah, so um, <laughs> they glazed me over like a donut. So I, I I've I've seen this movie uh, not numerous times, but enough to be like like oh okay, so here's some uh, some uh, statistics about like facts. Oh, like uh, here's a uh, thirty five pages and a hundred something illustrations to a comic book, and I just wrote down here I couldn't I I don't care. I, yeah. What were the facts? I didn't give a damn about because them. Because they just, they don't play at all into the, no. the theme or plot of this movie. Comic books are sold often in this town. Mm-hmm. And also, this this movie came out in the year two in the year 2000. 2000. We lived under what? I'm thinking Jonas Brothers, y'all are thinking something else. But, uh, no, the, the, 3000, the, sorry. Um, comic books just surround the presence of this movie. And it mm-hmm. all plays into a character that we'll go into later. Mm. Uh, so, but, well, yeah. I mean, right now, it's the opening scene oh, yes, in 1961 course. baby elijah baby yeah, benjamin button elijah is born in m night Shyamalan's uh, hometown of philadelphia west which, philadelphia born, born and raised, raised on the playground he spent most of my days that's all and then we yeah we gotta stop for copyright reasons yeah we'll have to pay um will smith a stipend when no one wants that i thought we were watching hancock little did i know but uh yeah we, we uh what, what what is it uh, it's 1961 and we mm-hmm. zoom in on uh, a department store where elijah's mom uh is giving birth also the the the, the camera's more focused on the glass mirror yeah. uh, in, in the in the back of the store really mark i didn't notice i know i had to point it out for you guys because I, I think you guys are just stupid <laughs> yeah. no no i know it you got we, me right it was shoved down our throats <laughs> there's a lot of glass in this film. Um, yeah i guess that ties into the trequel Glass mm. after split, since that's we'll apparently a, that. a thing. 
Yeah, part of the same uh, M Night universe. Mm. And so, what do we cinematic fi- universe? What do we find out about Elijah here that, as a newborn baby? That he's weak as shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's, he's, he took a tumble in the womb and broke all his damn bones. Yeah, he's uh, not long for this world. He, he, he was doing a little bit, uh, a little too much toe tapping in that uterus there. <laughs> he just broke all his bones. I love how the mom is like, "Is he okay?" And the doctor's like, "Nah, B, he broke all his bones." <laughs> no, but no, he accuses the white, the white women. White in this, woman. In, 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 in She's like, story. "Well, I like, never. did you drop this black baby?" <laughs> I never, no, never did such a thing in not, Philadelphia. Not in pre-Martin uh, Luther King <laughs> days. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and then we flash forward mm-hmm. to 2000. In the year in 2000. 2000. Okay, I'll stop. Y'all need to stop. <laughs> um, and we meet Bruce Willis on a train. What's his name? Uh, Dur- David. David Dunn. David Dunn. Dun. Dun. What David a stupid dumb. name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. He might have came over from Ellis Island and just changed from dumb to dumb. Oh, and he's smirking That's... at a kid on the train 39 years later. Also, this kid is upside down, which th- th- which this is a running theme that comes out th- throughout the rest of the... Which makes no sense. Yeah, there's no thematic... on their head. There's no world No thematic weight world. to this upside down business. So many business. kids and images are upside down in this, as if like we should be looking at this from a child's perspective. I'm pretty way. sure if you're watching this as any like educated watcher, you're gonna fit like, oh, the world's on its head. Oh, things aren't what they appear. Oh, M. Night Shyamalan is thinking way too hard about this like he always does. Yeah. Yeah. Could be, yeah. I mean, there was only one instance in which I could like kind of make sense out of it happening, and we'll get to it later. Yeah, but... and I, I just have to squeeze in that most of the characters are named after biblical figures, which each student pick I, up on. I, I know, it's strange be, this being your first time watch this movie. I'm the first time, like, uh, maybe because I'm not religious, uh, uh, um, uh, John I go to a, church very, and pray to Santa Maria a, every a, Sunday. Very strict, uh, I pray uh, for smarter friends and better who goes movies. To te- who reads the Quran and, and uh, <laughs> Goes to temple every morning. I'll have you know, I went to Catholic school many a year. I mean, you're. This is from the Old Testament, though. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's more Jewish. Bible. We have that. Yeah, I read I, that I, too. I me? went to Catholic school too, but I remember. I went to None CCD. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm. Uh, I'm <laughs> Nothing probably, happened there. I'm the most guilty of the Catholics at this table. Uh, oh, CCD. That that's way. where I had my first taste of uh, the old Alki Alkichaw. Mm. So anyway, David Dunn is trying to make the moves on this little this this woman that well, comes. Uh, we should also uh, no, talk about the camera work in this scene as well. What camera work? He was moving the camera back and forth, Mark. But yeah, but it's I don't know I don't know why it's used, but I I like it though because it's, you almost look like mm. I thought it was the most interesting thing in this movie. If right. that makes the, you feel better, I love the cinematography in this movie. I I'm, I like <laughs> like there's a lot of this movie that I really like, but I'm also like. Being very cynical about it still now. <laughs> gonna bite I think M Night kind of uses it as a crutch to like elevate all the writing in the scene, which is uniformly Non-existent. yeah, it's just so bad. I mean, the cinematography is good. I feel like it's pretty self indulgent most of the time, just for M Night. I it's almost questionable. Is like the only reason this camera work is used is because the it might be because the little girl that he that Bruce Willis was looking at is the person that you're looking at from her perspective. This whole scene going on, mm-hmm. they're just ignoring the fact that this little curious girl is, is seeing some adultery going on She right had now. no lines and she was a better actress than most of the people. Well, yeah, That's there's, true. A, there's, there, there's another actress that we did point that out. That babysitter and the secretary. Yeah. She's good. Both, both <laughs> phenomenal actors, <laughs> actresses. Two people that you look up to. Yeah, yeah, my two favorite characters because they actually act in this film. But anyway. Yeah, this whole kid on the train, I the only thing I could kind of like uh, get from it was maybe it's to show like Bruce Willis's distance from his own kid. 
distance from uh, maybe just kids in general. I don't know. He, but he he does like smirk at her and he turns his head in a way where it's like, hey, look, that's I'm true. upside down. And that's not. He cool. tries to be playful. No, but yeah. like he's he's trying to be like you know, hey, little girl, how's it going? I'm a but teacher then, and I work with children. If I did that to a fucking what, kid, you know what they would do? Give me a stank face and walk out the room. <laughs> yeah, he's right. also, I think he's also just trying to show his sensitive side. I think where it's like, what emotions does she show in this movie other than I'm deadpan? She Wait, show? Oh, she. Bruce Willis? No, not the girl. Oh, the you girl? She. As if like, yeah, Bruce like... Willis is a bald woman. <laughs> Might as well be in this film. <laughs> but, uh, I, yeah, but, you know, like, he, he takes off his wedding ring, and, like, he, and then he tries to, like... Oh, wait, him. no, hold on, he has that magazine banter. Yeah, he oh, does, where it's like, did you read this magazine? And she's like, Woo! I read hey, this you, one. Two points, Bruce Willis! Do you want InStyler magazine? <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Thank you, what witty banter, what and, witty repertoire between and she, us. And she's looking to uh, come look at this uh, sports person, I guess. This, sports like, is her industry. Temple University is what is, is, is where this guy has been he ran a 40 and uh in a 4.3 mm. yeah. i'm saying this off the top of my head i didn't write yeah. this down that sounds right uh but uh but you know this plays in later into the film why oh, we'll, we'll get i feel there. like All it right, doesn't we'll as much as it should yeah i feel the same way as it's, matt it's kind I feel of the like same why thing. is this there except to like make uh i was gonna say ben but affleck it, <laughs> bruce willis well, more like, inadequate well like she also says like oh, oh are you are you a sports player or like are you into sports like no well, but, mm-hmm. like, well, that also plays in later. Yeah, yeah. It, it pays off. Also, it's strange that he says he brings up the swimmer thing. Yeah. When we know that he has a huge phobia, phobia of water. Phobia water, which exactly. we learned about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so it's, it's just, is he's just being comical here. Like, he knows he, like, he doesn't want to swim or be part of anything related to that. So. Mm. Mm. so, honest question, did he fuck anyone in New York? I don't think so. I think, like, this is something, like, well, the reason he, he <laughs> gets her attention is because when she's loading her luggage above the car, mm. before she sits down, he sees her midriff and a mm. tattoo of a flower. Scandalo. A belly button's <laughs> kissing. And, and then you, you see the child perspective camera look at his face, and he's just like, jaw dropped open, is just like, god damn. <laughs> midriff. You remind me of- My one weakness <laughs> other than water in this <laughs> yeah. film. Just body image, oh, but uh, no, like he, he he introduces he introduces his full name, which then like, that's how we're introduced to him. David in Dunn. But she introduced like Kelly. It's, uh, no 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 full name, just Kelly. Not, as if like you no, know, you know she's just trying to be nice and sociable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he immediately is like, you know, how long gonna be here? And she's like, I'm married. He's like, oh great. And she's immediately embarrassed as if like, Bye. like you thought the situation was gonna go somewhere else. He could have looked at the ring on her finger. I don't think he was paying attention to that. He's more patient. He was paying attention to that midriff, yeah, that tattoo, <laughs> that belly tattoo oh, got him going. That magazine thing really did annoy me, though. It's I, a like two. This, it the scene made... could have been so much better if she kind of like had the first word and was like, "Oh, could I get those magazines?" Mm-hmm. And then the whole thing happens. But he, oh, it, he's he like, just comes "What off magazines as a creep. do you prefer, milady?" Well, you also have to realize that like he married his wife, uh, who's a high school sweetheart essentially. Yeah. So it's been a, probably a long time since. Uh, he's hit on anybody or just made an attempt to make a move. Mm. So this is all maybe a little bit new to him. So, and you, we also find out that they're having problems. Yeah. So maybe That's... this is a way of like for him to maybe move on. Because, mm. but uh, no, she immediately gets up. And she's like, "I'm sorry, I'm embarrassed. I'm going to move into it." And then the train starts a ooking and a spooking and a creaking and a cracking, and <laughs> then M Night Shyamalan cuts and then cuts happened. to a little boy. Yeah, a little boy upside down on the couch watching TV. Yeah, another it upside down shot. That the Powerpuff Girls were on. Jerry Springer was on. For the train scene, I feel like the the opposing train on the other track passing <laughs> by. I feel like that added a decent amount of tension. Like, I mean, I don't know if that's how this movie was marketed as like being kind of 
tense heavy having mm. that sort of atmosphere but i thought it added i a felt something. no tension in this movie whatsoever <laughs> I, a little something not much <laughs> i i still i still get a, I, I but like, i'm jaded I like so I, I guess i shouldn't i like what matt's adding you know like i i like where it's like yeah there are a little bit of tense-ish mm. moments i do like right before like you realize like the the uh, train's gonna crash. Mm-hmm. So I, I I still think that's that's there for me at least. Okay. Yeah. So all right. It was cool. Yeah. Zone. No, no. It was cool to see the train like gradually speeding up and all the characters looking around like, ooh, something's wrong. That was a little unsettling. And mm-hmm. then he, and then Bruce Willis looks in the camera. It's like M night. Oh shit. Like, <laughs> and and, and uh, uh, am I supposed to? Is there a cut here? <laughs> and he looks directly into the camera. Uh, <laughs> I think that's the one little obnoxious. I think thing. that's probably the most emotion he shows though. Oh, uh, he shows no. some more. He has. A, <laughs> I never. Did he cry? I don't remember him crying. No. He doesn't. He's almost on the verge of crying at a couple of mm. things, but he doesn't. He doesn't shed a tear. Mm. But that I guess that fits in with his character. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, uh, we see this kid, and then we uh, he cuts as he's switching channels to uh, a news feed, a live news feed going on that <laughs> a plane just disru- uh, a, a plane a train, a train, a train and an automobile just crashed <laughs> as well. It's it's uh, it's uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Steve Martin yes. and uh, <laughs> what's his name on on a train. Oh my gosh! That, imagine that, that movie ended that way. I wish that movie ended that way. It's a little more interesting. Uh, oh, that movie was great. Oh, this movie? No, no Planes, Planes, Trains, Trains, and Oh, I like that movie. That's great. Everyone likes yeah, that movie. It's okay. That's yeah, all right. But, uh, big but then we realize oh, that ruins kid, my pick for next week. We realize, no. Oh, no. I'm kidding. <laughs> we realize this kid is the son of David Dumb. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> Dunn. Dunn. <laughs> As in done with this film. And then it cuts <laughs> to another nice, uh, for me, I, I like, uh, of Emma Shyamalan. Of David Dunn waking up out of a, what seems to be like a concussion, yeah, mm-hmm. and we see like a person being operated on, mm-hmm. and then uh, actor Michael Kelly, um, most most notably for uh, uh, House of Cards, but he's mm-hmm. been in various things. We can't watch mm-hmm. that because Kevin Spacey's in that. Now. Well, now the newest season he won't be, so and it'll it'll be Robin Wright, but the memory will not still be Penn, there. <laughs> uh taking over for, uh, over for the uh, Kevin Spacey role mm-hmm. uh, as I, president. In retrospect, I have to admit I like this scene. Yeah, yeah. No, I like the way it was shot. The framing was good. Definitely. I mean, you see, like the the patient, uh, the the other survivor, um, soon to be not, uh, like the the blood, the the internal intuition, I guess, uh, blood expanding. Mm-hmm. You see that, and, and, and as this scene is unfolding, like Bruce Willis is still trying to collect these like things going on. He's being asked these questions, mm-hmm. uh, like where where were you when the. Uh, uh, when the train was uh, being derailed, or blah blah mm-hmm. blah, and I like that. I, I like that's a nice build. I like that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it immediately cuts to him in the, in the waiting room saying, "You are like you are the, the only the survivor. survivor of this mm-hmm. train, and you you don't have a a, a bone broken yeah. or any injury at all." But and the which, thing is, I feel yeah. like the, I feel like the the cinematography, the visuals of that scene are only interesting, or they decided to make it more interesting than they could have otherwise because like the writing is just so not even the writing the writing's fine in this one but the delivery is just kind of like bland and uninteresting they're they're both whispering which is a big pet peeve of mine in this film everyone everyone's whispering whispering. it's an m night film yeah unless it's the the happening when it comes to m night no there there there's just a lot of stilted dialogue that comes in his movies that's what that's what kind of like throws me it's so asunder where Mm -hmm. it's just like uh, people just don't speak like normal no. human beings. Everything's mm-hmm. like off kilter, and I don't know if he does that purposely 
Or because I doubt it. No, I know. Well, <laughs> yeah. I doubt it too. But I want to give him the benefit of the doubt once That's in a fair. while. There That's are fair. there are at least there is at least one or two characters that that for each movie that will speak like normal human beings. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, the babysitter character, essentially, oh, I loved her. Is, yeah. is, Where is she is now? A normal character. We'll get to her. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So they're in the hallway, and, and we're immediately uh, seen by his wife uh Ooh, quotations quotes. and his son and who immediately first sees him and runs up to him and his but son joseph and his wife but you're seeing all these other like mm. families in the mm-hmm. hallway as if like they're waiting for their other beloved or, or whoever yeah. to walk out of there and but you know every everyone is just like this person's dead yeah. or whoever yeah. his That's... son his son joseph his wife audrey mm-hmm. yeah um yeah that scene i really like when you see the other families kind of looking at him i feel like they're almost angry well you yeah were, exactly. which they have every right like, like who the fuck are you yeah, yeah i was i was mocking it in the situation but after further thought wouldn't mm-hmm. we all be pissed if we were that situation oh do definitely live? um which i feel like it's it's a very good scene but it doesn't go far enough just in the movie in general towards like adding some weight to bruce willis's character yeah. like some introspective weight towards like um i guess survivor's guilt i feel like he doesn't have any of that he's mostly just pretty selfish mm-hmm. um and I think I, in juxtaposition to that, or in contrast to that, is Mr. Glass, who, I mean, we'll get to him in a little mm-hmm. bit, but I find him so much more compelling than Bruce Willis, actually. I didn't. Well, he has he has almost, like, the most <laughs> yeah. lines of dialogue in this movie. Yeah. Oh. To, to further explain his, like, methods and, like, mm. what he's trying to accomplish here. So, you know, that we, we then get to the house, mm-hmm. and, you know, Audrey, his wife, uh, wife is folding clothes, <laughs> and she's like, it's like, oh, like, uh, uh did you hear about the job or whatever? He's like, it's like, I don't think I got it. And like, obviously he's coming from New York too. Mm-hmm. And apparently, you know, like the, we also know that like, they're on the rocks. So one initial like clue is like when his son forcibly has him and his wife, like hold hands and then they immediately drop it. What a weird <laughs> that, like I did. I didn't know on. like what that was. Just it's, get the, a divorce it's like, girl. listen, you guys got to hold hands and make sure that people know that you, Two are okay. Listen, I think Joseph is the biggest villain of this film. I don't know. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> we'll get to that, Mark. I don't think um, I caught that scene, though. That, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think I caught that scene yeah, either. I, I just remember him sleeping with his dad. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we immediately cut the, like, like, he just walks upstairs, and they're mm-hmm. like, good night, good night. They, they're obviously sleeping separately. Mm-hmm. And uh, then it cuts to uh, him and the... The little, uh, what was it, ceremony or whatever for the dead? Oh, yeah, the, the, the Catholic. Good thing everyone was an Irish Catholic on yeah. the train <laughs> yeah, getting exactly. an appropriate service. Hey, yeah. it's no, Philly. No, no, <laughs> True. no one was Jewish or Muslim no, on the train. No, they're all getting a Catholic service, so <laughs> thank God they rest in peace now. And, and you know what? This, uh, David's the only survivor of this uh, accident, and he and this priest is shoving it in his almost face, directly yeah. in his face, like like to uh, whoever was uh, studying the cure for leukemia. The we priest, pray yeah. for your soul. The third grade teacher that died innocently. We pray for her and not for you. Yeah, exactly. And, he, you know, and then we see him like he's the only one that walks out of that service, I, as if he as, as if he left yeah, early. Listen, almost. pause. I'm listen. I understand that everyone's pissed at him for surviving but 
That gives them no grounds to hound this man. Like, the newspaper reports on him every fucking day. It's, o- it's like, like, okay, this man lived. I, Can we give him some privacy I, I, now? I, I, this almost makes me think of, like, the Final Destination movies. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen, like, the oh. first one. Oh, I've where, seen like, them, when, maybe. When what's-his-name is, is, uh, predicts, you know, the yeah. plane going down, uh-huh. and, and then only a few survivors yeah. get off the plane. And then there's the funeral scene, and then he's, like, apologizing, saying, I'm sorry for your loss. And they're like, you go to hell. You go to hell, you. You shame me? <laughs> like, 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 it's it's sort of it's on that level almost, where it's like, like, how dare you survive and this person not? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and then he gets uh, a an, little an card. I thought, I thought I was reading it wrong. I was like, did he get like a fucking Yu-Gi-Oh card on his window? <laughs> yes. I was like, that does is not say limited edition. And guess what? It did say limited edition because this is that nerd store. <laughs> and, and then it says like, what was it? How many days have you been sick? Mm-hmm. Listen, real question. Bruce Willis is thinking about this for a long time. We know how many... We can estimate how many days we've been yeah, sick. Yeah, right? And he's not thinking of any number, so obviously he hasn't really been sick before what, in his life. This is what leaves a question in my head, where it's like... So he was on that table when they picked him up from that train crash. Mm-hmm. Did they not draw any blood or, or like try and like... Do an IV through well, him? I think because, he's got super bones is all. But that's the thing where it's like, can they not pierce his skin at all? Where like, <sighs> like he never, like, never in his life when he, no, but, maybe, maybe in his youth when like, when yeah. he wasn't the unbreakable man. <laughs> uh, uh, and like there, uh, his skin was like maybe a little bit more anemic and they were able to draw some blood from him. Mm-hmm. But like, at this, or like a big event like this happens and no, nothing, like they, they did nothing. They, he just, it's like, I'll let him sleep. Mm-hmm. It's like, really? He could I be think an it's alien. a movie and we're supposed to suspend I, I guess. for I mean, a while. I, you know, I said this from the beginning where it's like, I like this movie, but like there's, there's, there's things of like, uh, suspension of disbelief that you need to like, even like. Oh, look, yeah. look past, I guess. Especially no getting to it. the vision stuff. Oh, we'll yeah. talk about that. Uh, so then we warp back to 74. In West Philadelphia. Born and raised. raised. Like, literally, literally, it tells you West Philadelphia. Philadelphia. That's <laughs> the reason why we're singing this. But um, And we meet young Elijah watching a blank TV screen. His, uh, his uh, mom comes in and goes, boy, you need to get up. You need to get out. You need to stop feeling sorry for yourself. Which is mm-hmm. also focused on a glass screen TV. Yep. Groundbreaking. Some more <laughs> foreshadowing. And then there's like, the kids call me Mr. Glass. Kids because I break like glass. Mr. Glass. And he's I wearing... break like dad ass. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been a good rap name. Come yeah, on. And that's true. And his he mo- could have ran with that. His mother's like, you can't be a fucking shut and you can't yeah. be. You can't Listen, be- boy, I got, a, I got a gift outside wrapped in purple on the bench. And I made sure no kids would fuck with it, so go the fuck outside. Well, listen, you know what? You're in the 1970s, and you leave this present on this uh, bench outside. In a suburban area? This present would be gone already. Yeah, it would be gone. It's wrapped neatly in purple to match his ensemble throughout the whole film. Oh, looks so pimpish. He's wearing purple, th- purple and, and red throughout and, the whole film. And, Evil colors, ooh. But, but you know, he, you know, he's like, he immediately goes out there and he goes and picks it up, and we have another upside down shot, mm-hmm. another upside down Kermit boot. This and, is the only one that made sense to me because I think it's to show like his world, not like his world is upside down, but he feels out of place, like nothing really 
you know, makes sense to him. He doesn't fit in anywhere. Which is starting to make sense for me because mm-hmm. a lot of these upside down shots are filmed from the child's perspective. Mm-hmm. It's from David, uh, from the little girl he meets on the train, and mm-hmm. from young Elijah, who's only like maybe 12 or 13 at this stage. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it, it does start to uh, manifest and make you think where it's like you're looking from uh, a different prism, essentially. It's still not super clever. But it's maybe like M. Night Shyamalan actually gave this some thought. <laughs> One other thing I want to want to touch on is that uh, the title of the the publishing book is from Active Comics, not Action Comics. Action <laughs> Comics is directly from a DC property that made Superman famous. So it's sort of a play on that because you're seeing a Superman-esque character face off against what looks like, you know, like a typical uh, villain of any mm. kind of Marvel or DC nature. So, you know, like, and, you know, the mother is very, you know, like, cares about her kid here, too. Yeah. Elijah. And he's like, you know, I bought a whole bunch of these. You know, there'll be a, a bunch of these out here uh, for kids to steal them. Yeah. Whenever, Every time whenever, you want to come out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, and then she specifies, like, you know, it's like, this one has the surprise ending. Mm-hmm. Em- emphasizing you're in an M. Night Shyamalan movie. <laughs> in teacher lingo, we like to treat this as a token economy. We give the children elements like stickers or uh, erasers, things that are useless, I much mean, like comic books. I mean, you're a teacher, so you <laughs> yeah. get this. To incentivize them to actually do things. Yeah. So, we flash forward back to 2000. Mm-hmm. But before we la- even get oh, to that. Okay, oh. we got more in the past? All right, we stay <laughs> in the past. A little bit. I mean, I just feel like Mr. Glass, I was kind of uh, hinting at this before, but I just think he's a much more interesting character. And I think even M. Night kind of acknowledges that, and he feels more for this character. Like, we don't see a Bruce Willis scene when he was 13. We hear about him, like, in the pool, but we don't see anything we, like we that. We do get a flashback, but we'll get yeah, to that. Yeah, it's, it's not much. It's really just it really I, a, I, a serviceable I, to, to I liked that scene. Enough. I liked that scene. I, I like it. It was good. I wish they would have shown the pool scene, though. But, but we got exposition, so that's enough. From that old, faceless teacher who's oddly creepy. We'll get to her. Yeah, 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 so yeah. anyway, we flash forward, and Elijah's running a comic book shop. In Philadelphia! And he's... This business is far too good for a comic book artistry emporium. But, and, and I will say this, because he does say, like, it's like, we're by appointment only. Or it's like... Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> this shop is something that like anybody what a nerd. anybody could just walk in because mm-hmm. there's no way you're just making money about just on appointment. But and M. Night just <laughs> we just sketch comic books. I swear to God, I'm an avid comic book reader, and there's no fucking way that this guy would just make money on just by appointment. I think no one is looking in this store because first of all, you can't look in this store yeah. because uh, by the height of it, you have to like be on your fucking tippy toes. I think to Andy Warhol himself didn't book by appointment. <laughs> I think he accepted walk-in. And especially so. because uh, Mr. Glass is just rejecting all interested buyers. Yeah. <laughs> My kids no absolutely. children love comic books. Ha! I never. Because I was not he's, a child when a, I got into it. Yeah. He's going into detail about the comic that he first received when he was 12 or 13 years old on mm-hmm. that park bench when he limped his way over there. And then uh, he, uh, this this dude's like, okay, wrap it up. And, and Sam, Sam Jack, also, this is from another glass perspective. Yep. Uh, and then and he's like, my kid's going to love this. And then Sam's action's like, motherfucker, what? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, my son Jeb. And he's like, how old is he? Four. Jeb Bush? Get the fuck out of my store, <laughs> motherfucker. And, and he wanted to say this so many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he's like, oh, oh, oh here. Now, we here. look at his last of his Avengers yeah, lives. So, so yeah, he's like, it's like, like, do you see any Teletubbies in here? 
Do you see a name? Way to date the do you, movie, do you M. See, Night. Do you see any? Uh, do you see a name clip uh, that says my name on uh, on on here? Mm-hmm. Do you see an Asian child <laughs> outside on a on a on a little spaceship that you put quarters in? Asian child. Yeah. Why why not just say child? He has why Asian? Asians in this film. There is a lot of Asian references mm. in this. He, I, I'm, I'm telling you, M Night might be racist here. <gasps> just like our podcast, like, possibly. <laughs> he's he's Asian though, right? I mean, he's we Indian. Ha- <laughs> he's M Nightian. Yeah. Let's be honest. He comes but, from but he kicks this dude out, and then David Dumb shows up with his kid. And he's like, hey, I got a note on my car that said, hey, how many days have I been sick? And he's like, motherfucker, I've been waiting for you. Yeah. And then Sam Jackson sits down with him. I would have thought at this point something was off. Sam Jackson <laughs> sits down with them with a with a hieroglyphic because the ancient him. Egyptians appreciated comic books yeah. too. Oh, but, like, but like he's trying to go in this like listen, Sam Jackson's crazy. He's a crazy man in this movie. <laughs> but he's talking about like how like comic books are are, are the last form of hi- like history or like how we uh, uh, tell uh, anything about ourselves. First of all, that's dumb. That's really oh, yeah. that's David dumb if, if anything. <laughs> oh. I just put down in my notes, UGG in capital letters. Yep, it's just so eye-rolling. But the thing is, like, uh, uh, David shows up here because he wants answers. Because he wants to know why he was the only survivor with no bruises, no cuts, no injuries at all. Mm -hmm. And so when he hears this whole spiel from Elijah, he's just like, you're fucked up. And, and all you want is my money. Because, like, I've heard some shit like this before. Mm. And then he stupidly just says, like, hey, uh... Because uh, Elisha's like, hey, where do you work? He's like, oh, I work at the University of Pennsylvania. Why tell him? Well, he probably, I work in security. Hey, he probably knows already. You know what? We glanced over that, too. Yeah. Because we because uh, he talked about because uh, uh, how many sick days yeah. ha- have I had. He knows. Because mm-hmm. he also goes to that, that uh, bitch of a woman yeah. <laughs> that sits behind a desk all day typing. <laughs> oh, I love her. And, and she's like, I heard about you in the paper. I was almost trampled by a horse that almost paralyzed me. Oh, they put great. the horse down. Uh, wow. That's a sad story. Best line. I like also, that. I have yep. a note for you to leave for my boss. Oh, no. Oh, but, so, uh, he knew already. No, oh, yeah. That's obvious. Uh, um, I have next that he has osteogenesis, osteogenesis imperfecta, a fake <laughs> disease. Is it really fake? I, I didn't research fake. this, so, you know, like, this... If that's Latin, that's really fake Latin. There, right there has to be people that have a disease of this sort, though. Like, like, like bone marrow. <laughs> Glass just... bone disease. Yeah, I mean, I would assume so. I'll All have right. to Google it, but right there, it sounded like vagina Ma- dentata. Oh my Ma- god, Ma- it is real. Stubble. It's real? Oh, it's it real! Is vagina dentata real? <laughs> Let's see. Siri oh, okay. is, br- is unbreakable based on a real story. <laughs> It might be, given the way uh, that it ended with those uh, <laughs> title card things. Also called brittle bone disease. There you go. I would have just said bones. that. Listen, I don't think I was looking for that. Listen, I don't think they're that brittle. Well, he falls down those stairs, but we're, we're in the we're, movie. We're yeah. slowly getting to that. Best scene in the movie. So, um, uh, Bruce Willis goes home, mm-hmm. and, and then he's he's still kind of like he's sad. He he says that there's a sadness in him, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so he's depressed. Because things just don't don't seem to be going uh, his right way, and he looks at uh, we get a line of we get ex- exposition mm-hmm. not through talking but like he looks back on his memories, his accomplishments in high school, maybe college, uh, how he was a star quarterback, you know, he was great, and then fatal car accident, and then he just couldn't play anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and we never get 
Well, we get why, but he yeah. never says why. He's not injured, clearly. We don't get any medical like reports on this, you know. I don't we, know. We just he just did it, it for love. Too. He did do it for love. <laughs> Weak sauce. And then, uh, yeah, let's talk about Robin Wright Penn for Audrey yeah. for a second. Because Seymour! <laughs> Sorry, little uh, So, more specifically, Robin Wright, because she's no longer married to Sean Penn, the alleged... Um, uh, asshole. Is he a diddler too? No, he's not a diddler. He's oh. just a, he's just a dickhead. Okay. Well, um, we knew that. That's better than a diddler, I guess. Yeah. Fast <laughs> Ma- Fast Times at Richmond High didn't uh, last too long for him. No, it didn't. Uh, but uh, yeah, she's uh, she she talks to him and he's like, hey, you know, if you want to take me out sometime, you know, there, she wants to like. She sees this tragic moment, mm-hmm. and, and like she has a moment where it's like, hey, did you sleep with anybody when you were in New York? Yeah, it'll be fine if you did or not. And she and he just goes, no. And then she just breaks down. I like that. That's like probably the best moment that in, in the movie that, that she has. I like her more mm-hmm. than I knew that she was in The Princess Bride. Now. She's a very good actress. <laughs> I, I like Robin Wright. You know, I, uh, in this movie, no one was giving me anything though. I don't I mean, like that in that she's, scene. She's underused, uh, respectfully, mm. but like uh, she could use some more scenes. Mm. Uh, but. I like her. This is probably like her highlight uh, moment of the movie. Okay. I don't like how in that scene Bruce Willis is just what's his name? Oh, Dave, David, David, Dumb. David, David, Dumb. Dumb. He David just he, you know he says no. He doesn't seem like he has any sort of interest in rekindling this romance. Well, he's, he's just very passive the whole time. Well, like, that's also expressed a little bit later on in the film when they mm-hmm. have their little first date, which yeah. is cute. <laughs> that. Uh, Do you really like it? I thought it was a cute idea. Okay. Cute idea, but I mean, the execution. Did they fuck after? I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm not going against that. I'm, I'm just curious of what you thought of it. I thought it was very. I don't know. I'm not going to say cinematic. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh, special <laughs> guest. Uh, hey, uh, special audio. guest person screaming in my street. I hope if, that picks up. If you guys like uh, Union. <laughs> Is there a mucking going down outside? <laughs> Quick to the window. Um, Let's get Bruce Willis on. I'm not going to say cute. It's not exactly tropey. There's a word in between that somewhere. But, um. I, I got from uh, from that scene that they deserved each other. They were both perfectly bland. <laughs> yeah, I agree with Matt more, but it was okay. cute. Um, so anyway, after that, uh, the stadium. Uh, no, we have to mention the bubble car. I can't. Uh, I can't. Well, let no, that we're, slip we're, by. We're, we're getting there. Though. Okay. Well, tell me so, when we get to so, bubble car. Uh, Elijah ends up going to Bruce Willis's. Da- <laughs> oh, David, okay. You explain this. Da- yeah, yeah, yeah. David's uh, job. Uh, the state. Uh, I think it's the University of Pennsylvania. How did you know I worked here? <laughs> yeah, it, but, <laughs> you told me. And he's like, you know, you could have picked any job. Like, why'd you pick a job where it involved you, like, like saving people or protecting people? Mm. And it's like, and now all I need is your credit card number, which relates to another joke. Okay, that, okay, okay, okay. You know, it's like, yeah. You know, uh, and then, you know, they're walking, they're talking. And uh, and then Bruce Willis brushes by somebody in, like, this, like, weird oh, des- desert we go. jacket. Keenan and Cal. Oh, here we go. And, and he's like, you know what? I think this guy might be up to something. And he's like, I'll wait in line. I'll wait at the end of here. And then I'll just stare down at him with Sam Jackson. Mm-hmm. The two of the most intimidating people in Hollywood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then this guy just coughs and like, oh, I saw Pulp Fiction, so I'll walk out of this. That was me, yeah. Um, listen, I don't get this element of his power. I don't know why he has it. Yeah. It makes no okay, sense to so me. Okay, I'll, so I'll try and defend this because... In comic books, usually superheroes such as Superman have more than one power. Uh, Superman can fly. He has uh, he has uh, ice breath. He has laser vision. He has he has a numerous amount of powers. There are some uh, superheroes or villains that have more than one ability, one more than one trait. So I, 
I didn't have any problem with that, uh, essentially. So Bruce Willis essentially has super strength. Super, but we got no explanation. He, he, he has unbreakable yeah. skin, and uh, he, he has a sort, a sort of, I get, not telekinesis, but like uh, something along that tree. I think I just don't like the way that it was introduced yeah. and the way that it just doesn't make sense in like a, when forced. you think about it a little bit. I mean, I, I like the way it's sort of introduced. It's not so much where it's like, you know, like like ham-handed, I think. But it seems like something that would have come mm-hmm. up or been mentioned yeah. like a long time something. ago. Something. I needed like a little breadcrumb to it's show like, me like, oh, in his youth, he bumped against like a pedophile and was yeah. like, oh, that man is a no-touch man. He bumped into Kevin Spacey and was like, don't touch that man. Definitely. That's what I needed in this film. <laughs> we needed um, more Kevin Spacey. No, no, to get less, to see Kevin Spacey get his comeuppance. No, no, no. That's he can't be in LA Confidential. He can't be in Seven. Well, to, well maybe he can't be in Seven because he's terrible. Well, essentially what happens person. to the, the audience is that uh, Bruce Willis touches someone, sees their primary color outfit, and yeah. is like, they're going to do something naughty, and that's another he, element he, of his power. He sees the uh, 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 Schindler's List uh, color, yeah. and he's like, okay, yeah, you're, you stand out. <laughs> you're going to do something naughty. Don't I, do it. I knew, that little, I knew that little girl in the red dress was you're also no was good. A, was a secret coke dealer. <laughs> well, you're Thanos. You're going to steal those Infinity Gem stones? <laughs> oh, not on my watch. Get out here, Josh Brolin. Is it time for Bubble Car? <laughs> yeah, let's say that. All right, so Samuel Jackson's character has a bubble car, and I think it's just adorable. Well, he's like, is, is it like a Cadillac? I don't know what brand car he was I don't in. drive, Mark. Okay, okay no. like, none of us are gearheads, essentially. Yeah. You two would ask each so, other. So, any of you listeners out there, you write into uh, uh, Please write in. <laughs> Please. To, You'll to, get uh, entered into a drawing for yeah, uh, caps at yeah, the theater. We'll give you something. something. Yeah, unbreakable slip jacket. And so he... Sam Jackson sees this uh, this gentleman that uh, he that was brushed out of line, and because uh, Bruce Willis saw a gun, a specific gun, in color. one of his flashes, yeah, Woo! and then and Sam Jackson uh, follows him to I guess a subway, yeah, uh, the famous and, Philadelphia and, subway and, system, and then he sees his kryptonite. Stairs. stairs and there's this long shot down the stairs I'm like ooh baby you're gonna fall don't go down them in a and, rush and then he's trying to get this guy's attention he's like I just wanna ask you something so and he's surprise, like surprise the guy doesn't stop yeah, nope that didn't and work. so yeah. Sam Jackson procedurally just uh, forcibly walks down these stairs but he then like, a little trots slip down. and then J- John breaks into tears oh it's the best scene in the film to see Samuel L. Jackson take a tumble but like no not, not that specifically because he ha- Sam Jackson has a glass cane he has a glass cane. And it's like M. Night is beating his concept over the head. But with it's you. so forcibly like uh, focused on. Oh, glass breaks. But right ah. before he falls yep. himself. But the thing is, Sam Jackson specifically wanted this glass cane in the movie. He oh suggested it oh, to his character. Oh, so it's like Sam Jackson's it, responsible for this scene. It's oh, cringeworthy boy. and upsetting and beautiful at the same favorite scene in the movie. It's definitely. A, it's but, an amazing scene. But he also sees the, 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 the exact gun that Bruce Willis predicted. And he's like... Fuck yeah. <laughs> and then he just orgasms. And breaks all his damn bones. Yeah, whatever he has left. Mm. Alright. Oh, uh, he stumbled. He, yeah, I love. He oh. stu- the whole. That whole scene. Yeah. Just as a whole. He tumbles down. That's amazing to watch. It's so comical. And then he goes like. 
Ah! It was more comical seeing John laugh at this because I was expecting it. <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh right now. I'll probably go back and watch that scene when I'm feeling blue, but it was definitely my favorite scene in the oh, movie. And then another thing of note, he's upside down. He is up. He's, yeah. he's a child. And he's looking. Guys, he's reading comic books. You guys are too fucking much. I can't take. Oh my god! Me. It's like reading uh, action comics with Superman when he faces Doomsday. If my eyes hold anymore, they'd be taking me to a different direction. They'd be t- I'll be traveling by motion. Uh, so anyway, he gets to one of my favorite scenes in the movie, the dad off. Where oh, yeah. That dad who is, that kid, that big yeah. kid, this, who is obviously a 33-year-old man, well, is playing football with these children. This relates back to what Kelly... Who cares? On the train was who talking, cares? It doesn't go anywhere. She wants to see this kid run a, a 40 and 4.3. I don't know mm. what that means. I don't know what it means either, but I also know sports, so that, that's also like a fault on my part. This 33-year-old man is playing football with these youngins, and they're like, mm-hmm. we're playing with he's a big also, kid. Sh- he's play also too. flexing in front of I the know. Kids. He's like, is, like, it, like, is this Kevin Spacey? Well, the kids are into it, so I mean... <laughs> and again, it just has no relevance. It doesn't, Mark. And stop movie. trying to give it relevance. I it don't know. No, it does, because he's constantly, like... David is constantly like reminded of his tragedy, where it's like he he doesn't go he doesn't go he doesn't go pro. It's like there's a future that he could have predicted. He could he could have went if he didn't fake his injury. You know. Yeah, I think so. So he's reminded of that. But it doesn't like do anything for his character. He gives it up for love. He gives up football for love. Sure, but and then he's, he's depressed about it because yeah. because he's not entirely sure of like what he wants. I think I think that's what it might mean, you know. Mm. I think Bruce Willis is tougher than this. Than this Willis. <laughs> I don't know. He's he. I mean, he plays a softy, and I I like it in this movie. Mm. I don't know. There's some. Listen, he he. The one movie he plays against type beautifully is Death Becomes Her. <gasps> I love that movie. He's great. We'll in that watch movie. that. On, I need to get that. That movie Ooh, is spectacular. Oh, the elixir of life. I, live forever. Dulce vita. He's the dorkiest he's ever been yes, in that movie. I love it. That movie is Meryl great. Meryl Streep, Goldie Hawn. If oh, there, yeah? there's a musical, that movie deserves it. It needs a musical. There's been drag queens that did a musical version of it. Really? Yeah. Um, I Peaches Price, Benda La Creme, and Jinx Monsoon recently did a, a musical version of it for all my drag race heads out there. I gotta, I gotta YouTube this. See if it's not that good, but there's bootleg. It's pretty funny. I don't know. Anything drag, I kind of like really like... Get, get then why don't you it. watch Drag Race? It's not for me. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at the Brady Bunch movie when RuPaul, RuPaul shows up. Yeah. Jan, what are you doing? Marsha, or Jan and Marsha, he's talking to one of them. Uh, anyway, we need to get back on track. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. get my favorite line in the movie. I can't play! I'm gonna go work out with my dad! <laughs> and I'm like, that sounds gay! <laughs> <laughs> Which I also think, like, I don't think this kid has any friends. I think he yeah. just... Yeah, the kids were like, I get, like what? All the, all okay. the kids are just like, yeah. cool, hanging out man. With us? They, they just begr- begrudgingly hang out with him. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, so, do we get the lifting beforehand? No, we, we, oh, yeah, we, we get right after, after yeah. Oh, we get the lifting Lift first. It, yeah, yeah. So I guess we should explain that scene. That's my favorite so, scene, I think. So, Why? It's so, so stupid. So, and it goes on forever. So, uh, it does, it does it's, drag. It's very, oh. it's very long. Uh, let's put more weights on, Dad, to see, oh, he lifted them. Oh, the let's thing, put more, oh, he lifted them. The too. thing is, I've been in this scenario many a time with my father. So, like, we're, 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 we'll go back and forth and, like, weight lift or whatever. We'll changing weights, whatever, like, free weights. Specifically, he's bench pressing. And he's like, how much you put on here? It's like, oh, that's too much, Joseph. Why don't you take that off? 
It's like, it's like, hey, could you fight Bruce Lee? He's like, fuck no, you little idiot. <laughs> he doesn't say it in that way. <laughs> no, but like, like I'm, I'm just doing for comedic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should I have said that. Our viewers will be hurt by that. And so he, he, he Bruce Willis goes and bent presses after uh, Joseph changes the weight. He's like, how much, did you, how much did you take off? He's like, I didn't. I lied. Yeah. Joseph's been a little shit. I don't yeah. like no, Joseph. He's sure. not. No, he he's tries not. to shoot at him like two seconds. No, because he tried. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. We need t shirts. We'll get to that. There's something in correlation to that scene. I want, it's, it's historic. <laughs> Mark, you're delusional. No, I'm not. This is real. <laughs> so, like, the, so it's a. It, it's sort of like a, not fun but like it's a bonding scene I think it's be- fun between, that's what I like about it between uh, David and his son because obviously he's distant and that's brought up uh, between when they go when him and his wife go out on a okay. quote unquote first date mm-hmm. so uh, uh, so like because it, it, it ends up becoming a little fun because uh, David gets into it where it's like how, how much is that like uh, that's all of it he's like Let's put more on. It's Mind like, you, he has no emotion during the scene. It's like, how much he, is that? They, they tape mm-hmm. paint cans to, to the ends of the bars. Yeah, they're like, what else can we use? Yeah, and he's like, can you lift me, Dad? Like, this is like. <laughs> I have nipples, Greg. Could you lift me? <laughs> and this is like, this is like 350 something pounds, he says. That's like, a lot of weight. Approximately. Yeah, it is a lot of weight. Trust me. Uh, and so, you know, and the scene cuts, you know, essentially. And that's a nice bonding scene. And yeah. you hear, like, can we also want to talk about the score? Uh, uh, what score? There, there is a lack of score, but but like there are themes, you know. There, there's yeah. Specifically, like that relate to David essentially because uh, this is uh, from James Newton Howard. If anyone's familiar with that, I don't know if you guys are. I should be familiar but I'm not. with him. I so, should be, but I'm not. There's very few uh, composers that I'm familiar with. James, James, John Williams, of course, familiar. Like, um, yeah, Star Wars, Harry Potter, um, etc. Danny Elfman, yeah, uh, like the two two of the bigger names. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I, for me, I didn't look up, I didn't research uh, James Newton Howard. But uh, yeah, I, I think I think most of them stick out, especially like the the very thought it was like yeah. a very nineties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's what I thought. I'm not so, crazy about. It. I think I would have loved it. I know, liked if I'd seen the this two back when it came like out. themes I heard the one in the beginning and the, the one in the there subway. are at least, yeah. there are at least two, but there's one at the end that involves Elijah that actually like as well i'll have to re-listen but uh but yeah uh we um what is it uh oh yeah we jump we jump a little bit ahead mm-hmm. uh, with uh I think, audrey working with mr glass I yeah so Eli- elijah is now getting like diagnosed and he's like referring to himself again as mr glass uh, mr glass the, the, call, kid, the, the, the kids the kids damn these kids must have been really harsh on him because he never gets over I mean, them i mean that's a cool name if anything like if yeah. you call me you call mm-hmm. him mr glass like call me mr yeah. glass i'll cut you Ooh. I gotta sneeze. Shit. <laughs> We're blessed. Bless you. Blessed be. Hey! Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Listeners, I, I'm... Uh, He's I'm, allergic to this film. Got uh, something on your own. Yeah, I'm, a little, I'm a little... There's paper uh, towels over yonder. Uh, for Klempt at the moment. <laughs> a nice Jewish word. Mm, uh, it is we're having Paul. a mitzvah. It is pollen season. What goyim. So we get to... Uh, Audrey is working with Mr. Glass, and he's asking her all these personal questions. He's like, dude, this is where I work. Can you can you mm-hmm. chill out with that? We're we're trying to like you know maintain that physical physicality relationship. Oh, yeah. But she gives in. She, oh, I don't like the writing of this either. She like starts talking about oh, let's go back to this like quad machine exercise it, yeah. thing. It almost feels forced. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. 
And she talk she talks about it for a few words, and then she's like, "Well, actually, going back to my husband, blah blah blah." Ugh. And he's still in a pimp suit in the damn hospital. Can he change into like scrubs or something? No, he can't. I, I will say sweats. He physically can't. So he obviously, I don't know if this was planned at all. Where it's like he of was, of course, ex- it was planned. As if like he was expecting to like uh, talk to like his wife, but like. Mm. The way she talks about, like, it was like, you know, we don't have to talk about this. And she kind of goes back into, like, the whole procedure that they're going to do. But she immediately stops and, like, kind of continues on the story. Because how often do you think this was? Do you think she had, Audrey has any friends that she talks no. about this with? No. So I think it makes sense for her to Joseph talk about maybe. Elijah with. <laughs> yeah. Like, this whole kind of, like, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't be with somebody who uh, hurt people for a living almost. Mm-hmm. I mean, not hurt people, but, like physical contact where yeah. like this other person could get hurt it was mm-hmm. like the goal was to punish your opponents with violence or something she but said but then elijah goes in this whole spiel where it's like you know like hey i know your husband you know and it's <laughs> like hey all these other disasters that happened and then it's like i kept hearing for a specific code of words and then i heard one survivor uh uh survived this train crash unharmed so mm-hmm. hey who would have thunk mm-hmm. i will say the transition between these scenes the with um mr glass on the lying on the hospital bed and uh david dumb doing, <laughs> doing like let's just uh, call that please yeah. david dumb david dumb doing recreating the giles Coria more weight scene the transition between nice them crucible reference man <laughs> makes you look well read Oof. even though you can't read thank oh, i had <laughs> someone read it to me in we, we don't want to forget m night's uh quintessential it's coming cameo. i got it i got it oh, let yeah. that continue yeah the um <laughs> So I feel like there was kind of a juxtaposition or kind of maybe like a... A dichotomy? A, yeah, kind of showing like maybe these characters are a little bit similar yeah. um, with, you know, Bru- uh, Bruce Lee. Oh my God, I almost called him. <laughs> Bruce Willis. Could you fight Bruce Lee even if he didn't use his <laughs> Shut legs? Shut up, Joseph. <laughs> yeah, even if he didn't. Uh, uh, Bruce Willis like lying down, lifting these weights, and then you have, you know, the you have Mr. Glass lying down just being completely like useless and pathetic i feel like it kind of just shows like the disparity between them like just how unfair life could be i want to see with mr glass lifting weights just to see (laughs) oh shatter that's good can i just say right off the bat john did you know what was going to happen at the end uh before we get into it i i had a vague notion of what was going to happen in the Uh, end okay the m night you're i assume you're talking about the patented m night twist yeah (laughs) What a I, twist! I, like I said, though, the only exposure I've had to this is a series called Renegade Cut, run by Leon Thomas on YouTube. I wrote it down, so um, I'm going to check it out right after this. He's very intelligent, goes through movies in detail, and kind of analyzes mostly the religious aspects of this. Okay. I think that's where huh. I picked up on the religious names, but I would have anyway if I just heard them over and over again. But um, Are there other religious aspects? I don't remember. I watched this video so long ago, so uh. I b- basically didn't remember the twist. I just knew that there was a twist involving, and I was like, oh, I'm so shocked that this happened right now. Mm. But that's the only thing I knew about this movie going in. Mm. Um, so continuing on, we get a transition back to Bruce Willis working at the stadium, and we get a nice pan shot to his ass. And yeah. I put casual <laughs> fart noise, because that's what I thought the <laughs> subtitle said, and I thought that was a good transition. And um, M. Night makes his patented cameo. Which, um, so, like, we, we see, like, Obviously, we see we see Bruce Willis, um, David, experimenting with his powers with drugs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like we see uh, M Night, uh, a vision, I guess. Uh, maybe a drug de- drug dealer, drug peddler. Maybe well, maybe maybe he was buying the drugs because mm-hmm. he takes a, a little pack out of the bathroom yeah. uh, trash can. Yeah, and then uh, he's in line to get his ticket, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then Bruce Willis asks him to step out of line. 
So obviously we're uh, he does he doesn't find anything, but we're assumed that like he might have like sold them off or he hit him somewhere mm-hmm, else. Mm-hmm. But the way it's focused on and the way it's described, the when I looked this up, it's con- more contrived of uh, of how Japanese manga or anime oh. is usually used, <laughs> which I was I thought you were going to pick up on because well, like the panel system, I because guess, yeah. it, it, it's it's the focus of like how. A villain. Uh, Death mm. Note is a prime example of this. For those that have ever watched Death Note, if you're not, then what or are you, read what Death are you, Note. What are you ever doing? I never read Death Note, but it's, it's basically the, the actual. Same thing. The actual huh. Death Note. The anime is pretty close. The, the not an- the live action. Don't, don't watch, watch that. that. Don't, don't watch, watch that. that. <laughs> but uh, but like seeing two characters go back and forth with each other, like almost not knowing who if they're a good guy or a mm-hmm. bad guy. So light versus. So a. like like a good example is like you no know, like after like M Night's like. Can I put my hands down now? It's like, yeah. It's like, am I free to go? Yeah. He's like, hope you find him. And it's just like the way it's the, the, it's paneled between each other. It feels I like, comic booky to me. Too, it it yeah. does, and, and I thought that's something yeah. you would maybe picked up on. But as Mark, well. you forget to realize that I just don't care. Okay. <laughs> I don't think the scene. John yeah, just I mean, hates, uh, you know, M Night. I Kello. hate everything, baby. <laughs> he also hates ethnicities. What? <laughs> Never. I hate them all equally. So ah, nice. There we go. There we go. It well, all evens out. But that scene—that was an instance of like David Dumb kind of failing at his talent. But then, right from there, I don't think it impacted him at all. It didn't no. like influence his no. actions he or anything. He just kept going. Nothing yeah. happened from. I, I think he just wanted to like know like if he was right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, he wanted it, to test himself. Exactly. I get that. Uh, but anyway, we transition to. Uh, your son's been injured in a play accident at school. What play were they doing? Did they say Macbeth? Were they doing cats? <laughs> Did someone not spit Because he has a shoulders? cat scratch on like his cheek. What were they doing? Jellicle cats. Huh. Uh, Jellicle I mean, cats. I mean, Mountain they, play. I mean, he uses what's, uh, what's her name in, uh, in Split. Oh, so, what a, do they? Oh, Betty Buckley. Yeah, so uh, there's a correlation there. They should say Betty Buckley. We'll get to her um, when we watch Carrie. Eventually, we watch or Carrie. when we watch Split. Brian De Palma's Carrie. Um, but anyway, so he's injured in a play accident at school. And we get this woman who we never see the face to, but she's one of my favorite characters. She's like, oh, they tail around the school about a boy who almost died in the pool. Wasn't that you, little boy? Wasn't that you, young Bruce Willis? I remember back in my day, the children still say, the boy almost drowned in this here pool. And we tell that legend from now. Essentially, that's the scene. So stay out of the pool, fucking yeah. stupid kids. So stay kids. out of that pool. She's like an old witch character that we never get to see her face. Like, I had red hair. It's supposed to my yeah. elderly white yeah. hair that I have right now. She was the bitch the whole time. Ooh. Hot take. I don't know why they want the kids out of the pool. <laughs> why do that they po- have a pool in elementary school? It's just for swim. show, obviously. Oh, <laughs> uh, why it's do they just have a pool? Show. I mean, I know it's like the 2000s, but I don't think they had pools in Philadelphia in elementary schools. Mm-hmm. Didn't exist. The technology wasn't there. I don't so, see a nun teaching that in this Irish Catholic community. <laughs> so now we have Joseph wielding a gun. Oh, <laughs> best Ooh. scene next to falling down. Joseph scene. is ready to uh, listen. They're like well, they're boys, cleaning up the for truth. dinner, and Joseph's like, "Dad, I got your gun. I'm going to shoot you." And they're all like, <laughs> "I'm going to prove. I'm going to prove you're right." Fuck, that Joseph. Right. Oh my god. Mom, your husband's a superhero. <laughs> But it makes no sense. It's no, unreal. I think it does. Right, no, it we, well, we already what? know Joseph the son is really a stupid. I, yeah. I will, I will add on to this as to why it might make sense. Because, so do you guys remember George George Reeves, the original Superman? Superman? He fell off a horse and injured Wait, himself. No, that's Christopher Reeves. Oh. Are they? Well, I don't know George Reeves. 
Possibly, but this is all part of the Superman. <laughs> all right, I'll curse. continue. I'll go along the with Superman this curses specifically. Yeah. So there's a there's a urban legend, maybe P- possibly. But this is a, this. If you ever watch Hollywood Land, starring Ben Affleck as mm-hmm. George Reeves, mm-hmm. this is expressed there. there uh, when George, George Reeves uh, comes onto, I guess, I guess like a live set or whatever, and he's dressed as Superman, and he's expressing like, "Hey, kids, I'm Superman," and then a kid whips out a revolver and he's like I'm gonna shoot you Superman just to uh, see you're, you're uh, not Superman he's like listen Billy or whoever the fuck uh, I uh, yes it'll bounce off me but listen that can uh, hit somebody else and someone else might get hurt so why don't you just give me the gun and we'll be okay and obviously you know, it, it happens I guess now, nothing happens so it's in correlation to this scene as well because I bet she was the little white boy the little rich white entitled white boy that be, got because mm. Bruce Willis says something else along the strange where it's like yeah the bullet will just bounce off me but if you shoot me I'm gonna walk the fuck out of this house he's, he's <laughs> like, I'm gonna whoop oh, your ass he's like, yeah, right? he's like why because I, I thought we were just being friends because friends don't shoot friends right Audrey he's like no shooting friends oh Joseph so tangent to the story as Best working line. as a teacher I tell my kids there was a case of acid throwing like a month or two like not a year or two back, uh-huh. I'm like, kids, if you're going to throw acid in my face, you best believe I'll crawl up from hell itself and go some, get some acid and throw it in your face, too. Oh, boy, drag no matter me what. to hell. Oh, you shame me? Oh. I curse you, thinner. Thin um, but anyway, uh, we get Matt's favorite line in the film. I'll just shoot him once. I'll just shoot him I'll once. I'll just shoot him once. <laughs> that won't do anything. And they're like, she thinks about it for a second. She's like, well, just shoot him once. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> sound bad to me. Yeah, who knows? I think you'll like, be okay. Kid, I think he's onto oh, something. I mean, Joseph, you survived a play, uh, train crash. Yeah. Joseph is a psychopath, and I cannot see behind this kid. He wants oh. to prove that his father there is There are superhero. different ways to do this. But like, this is a, a specific way where you feel like, yeah, this is like... Taking it to extremes where it's like, maybe this is true because he didn't have a scratch. He didn't break a bone, you know? I really hope... You're not Elijah. I hope the three quotes of this universe involves the son Joseph somehow. I mean, he's still acting. Your dad. He's not acting in anything popular, but he's still an actor. He reminds me of that Bucktooth twin from... uh, Bucktooth kid from The Shining remake. The Stephen Mm. Webber Shining. The TV Shining that Stephen King likes more than the Kubrick version. But uh, it might be the same kid. Huh. Oh, but, excuse uh, me. Buck, buck-toothed kid. Uh, the Shining 2. We get to Mark's favorite <laughs> scene. With uh, Samuel L. Jackson alone in the comic book store uh, having a damn fit. <laughs> the, the, well, the, this is the most... Re- because uh, David had just like told him where it's like, I, I've been sick, you know. I, I, I've swallowed some water, so fuck you. Did we learn about his weakness, or...? Yeah, water. Oh, well, yeah. like, well, we're, we... We progress. Uh, we, we're we get learning, to that. but Sam Jackson is. This is one of the most relatable things because I see these kind of people in comic book stores all the time, where they just they're goons. People lay out comic books or like in aisles, in, uh, obstructionally in people's way, and they're just crazy. They're crazy people, and then there's just some weird '90s like uh, alt rock going on. Y'all need to get yourselves out of comic books. And, and, and Sam Jackson, apparently a Sit. pixie song. Yeah, Sam Jackson, it was a pixie song. He's sitting in the back 
of the comic book store. Just throwing a damn fit and after he, the fool. And he's just like pouting, pouting the whole time. Oh. While this guy's willing him out of the, out of the store. And, and the comic and book guy, <laughs> the, the worker, he has a motorhead shirt on. Yeah. It's just perfect. Just quintessential oh ladies. Oh my god. And he's like, you better not be jacking off to the Japanese comic books, man. <laughs> the manga? Yep. I was offended. I mean, there's probably some hentai in that store. Probably. But uh, yeah, but then he picks up a comic book and he's like, hey, how much for this one? Which then plays in later until like when he calls Dave and he's like, hey, you know what? I think I know what your weakness is, mm. you know? Mm. But then we see this little intimate moment between David and his wife, which John uh, has said. That's that next really, to my notes. Really Their likes. cute first date again. <laughs> I thought it was cute. Mm-hmm. I think it's a cute idea to go on a first date. I don't know if they boinked afterwards. I imagine they oh, hell did no. it. The yeah. Hell no. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that would have spiced up the first date aspect, but um, it's I mean, cute. I mean, we see this interaction right after they get home with the babysitter, who's the most Love believable the character. Most believable actress. Where is she now? Where is she now? Mm. We need to find her and I, cast I her I look things. her up on IMDb. She's pretty... She, she's doing something. Is she? What's she at? Well, uh, uh, well, this is more conversation. Not, not, look not, her up. Look up not, Babysitter not and uh, cuff, Unbreakable. But, uh, but yeah. um, she was the most believable actress, and it's funny because, you know, she was actually acting. I saw an eye roll. I saw, like, mm-hmm. she was reacting to, oh, it's raining outside she yep. had glasses she's cute different good tones for good for yeah different, she didn't whisper no whispering <laughs> um but where is that babysitter now and we learned that water is david doom's yeah. weakness what a weakness to have oh boy it's and it's like he hinted. never discovered this anymore well, uh, anytime earlier he never drank anything well yeah because water's in everything but he's <laughs> He hints at it because he wears poncho in the rain all the time, so obviously the water like weighs him down, makes yeah. him sad. It, she it has chokes done nothing. Him. Oh, that's she, has done, she, she has done uh, the babysitter. I'm more talking about. She has. Done, I loved the babysitter. Oh, she, she, the, the Netflix movie. The babysitter. No, no, no. no uh, that is great. That I is like great. It. Uh, Diamond, which came out in 2005. Mm. Uh, mm. Evil. Ever After, which came out in 2006, mm. and other things. <laughs> that's it. Oh, that's I, I feel bad for her, but, she, but she, is a, she is an attractive woman. This probably soured her on Hollywood. Yeah. This. M. Night was probably like, just like, you're acting too much. Can yeah. you not act anymore? Just, just like Kevin Spacey. <sighs> Ooh, too soon. I'm just kidding. Yeah, we referenced it like even. a thousand times. So what is the weakness? Uh... He he goes to a train. The train car depot where yeah. we keep the trains where people died in this depot. And we, also keep, we also keep the people inside <laughs> the trains. These dead bodies inside. It's a me- oh, What a weird. Pl- but we get an immediate flashback. I think New York has the same thing in yeah. the uh, transit museum. Yeah. yeah. So. We get an immediate flashback to David at that car wreck that which that, was good that he's most uh, like uh, that has been referenced throughout that the movie. Spurned him, yeah. Which this guy looks. And sounds like a young Bruce Willis to me. He's yeah, a better actor. Good. Well, he, he is has a better. He, well, a better he acts better. I'm he acts better actor. He he emotes. Yes, uh, I'll, I'll yeah. say that. And I get that's part of his character that he's on this downward slide since that incident. But come on, give us something, Bruce. <laughs> and Audrey mm-hmm. was in that wreck, which we also have to specify as well. Where it's yeah. like he did it all for love, and he, he faked and he faked his injury. He ripped. We see him rip the car door off, Superman style. Exact Smallville. Yeah, I was getting Smallville vibes. too. I mean, I didn't watch most, most most of Smallville, but like I, I was. But like, where's my Riverdale reference? Oh fuck Riverdale! Well, I mean, that's Riverdale. A, that's a that's Riverdale a, is awful. That's a, they did carry the musical though. Riverdale is awful. We'll discuss that in the carry episode. I'll watch every season of Arrow before I watch. Arrow's that. good though. 
At least that's what people tell me. Uh-oh. I don't watch it, but people have told me. Season one, maybe two are good, and then it just falls flat. And then maybe... Season five then acknowledges everything that's wrong with that fucking show. Oh, I forgot. I watch good television, so it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Listen, I fell off with bad television. (laughs) Only drag race for me. That's what I'll (laughs) stay on. Um, Flashback to save Audrey's... uh, he goes to where the people are. To my famous quote that you guys mm-hmm. never fucking picked up on, I bet. I did pick up on it because he said that's what I wanted. I got, I got, Matt, Matt, got it eventually. I if you were watching Hancock. I didn't, I didn't care. <laughs> Will Smith and whatever. I'm sorry I didn't know where this, Char- this line from this movie Char- that I never saw Char- came Char- from. Charlize Theron. Oh. That reminds me, I gotta watch Chronicle. Chronicle's good. I like Chronicle. Yeah, okay. Chronicle's okay. a solid movie. That was my second guess ah. after Hancock. Yep. Solid movie. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Um, so anyway, he goes to where people are, which is where, Mark? Uh, the tra- uh, train station? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's I, the train depot all, set. All I have these no people idea where waiting is. to be derailed. On the smallest train station ever. He sees two, uh, three to four different images. A woman stealing necklaces. Oh, gotta take that. A guy throwing bottles because he's racist. I'm gonna people. smash them over the head. And he mm-hmm. says, go back to Africa. Oh. Racist. Oh, uh, and then, uh, 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 there were no black. Well, there were black people in this movie, but and um, then a, a, yeah. uh, uh, a, no uh, Asians. A rapist. True. <laughs> we see a rapist. Oh. Yeah. Uh, or uh, a drunk, a date rapist, or whatever. Yeah. You yeah. Call it. Who's not as bad as the home invader? And yeah. The, the orange jumpsuit man who po- I, possibly <laughs> might might be me. I wouldn't compare him <laughs> I, to yourself. No, but. because I, I'm jo- I jokingly say this because like this guy works in the same field as I oh. do. Because yeah, he mm. works in maintenance, janitorial, mm. and so he just shows up. But he breaks into this guy's house. He doesn't like, break in. Literally, this guy walks up into his yeah. house. <laughs> no, oh, that you whole can't scene come is so weird. House. No, no, yeah. no, you cannot come in. Why didn't I? I, I am going like, to come, come in now. The, why didn't I lock the screen? A thousand yeah, times right? out of a thousand times, I looked through my fucking keyhole to know if you were sketchy as fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, like, I, thousand times out of a thousand times, I don't answer the door. If you are not UPS delivering my yeah, delivering, my PS4 deliver, delivering my uh, collection of exclusive pops yeah, or my amiibos Bye. get out get no, the fuck out of anymore. my also I never enter my fucking front door because no. listen uh, unless you're the, chi- uh, the uh, Chinese food man or, yeah. or a delivery man of any sort yeah. or or just delivering my pops yeah. I, I love my pops <laughs> you gotta have my pops uh, um, give me them pops that's it. <laughs> you best believe I sleep with a baseball bat under my bed <laughs> prepared Kevin McAllister style to whoop your ass exactly. if you break in mm-hmm. <laughs> baby monster whatever that movie we looked up on oh yeah where he it's a drag we're movie. gonna look up some drag movies in the few, far no, future no we're gonna watch some better drag movies than the two we looked you up. haven't watched these movies though I'm so not you... gonna watch them they sound too dark and gritty but for you drag like drag not this kind of drag mm. the only <laughs> depressing drag, drag? Yeah, this is like uber depressing <laughs> drag I love me some camp drag the only drag movie I know is white chicks <laughs> oh boy, that, you, you, listen, that feels like it's appropriate. Prepare to have your world blow. Yeah, don't worry, I'll, I'll get to that. I know some John Waters. Oh, well, John Waters will be our first that, experience, that is probably. One sword, um, and that'll probably <laughs> distaste you off of drag movies. Yeah, right. But I have some betters in the in the pipeline. But he gets the visions. He oh, determines who is most evil. And Bruce takes action and goes to this man who's been killed's house yep. and d- finds some uh, 
kidnap man boys and man girls and uh, a woman. Children. I will say. And a dead body that's the only scare in this the movie father. that isn't scared. Well, like, oh, we yeah. hear, like, it's like the, we open can... a door. Ah! Close door. <laughs> that man's dead. Open the door. Get on the floor. <laughs> Everybody walk. The dinosaur. The dinosaur. <laughs> Oh, but, but the, the kid, the kids look genuinely frightened though, because well, like as they should, as they, they're they, acting first, as well, first kidnapping. Do we really like see their faces? Figure. No, we get like blurry outlines yeah. of their faces the whole time. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> you can cut this bit. There's some dead air from and did the I, mom, I, I lost my thought. Did the mom die? Was she dead? She was. Yeah, dead. it said parents oh, yeah. dead. Oh, it did. Mm-hmm. These yeah. poor fat children and their insane <laughs> posters. I think that's yeah, the boys. Literally, room. you see like Justin Timberlake and Lance Bass Just next, two of to them. E- next to each other. Yeah. yeah, not the other unimportant members of NSYNC, but even though they were all like famous at this time in two thousand, I think. I mean, I I, I I own their um, first album that came out, No Strings Attached. Of course, we all do, <laughs> and we all listen to it over. It's uh, gonna uh, be May. I'm pretty uh, sure it is I, May. I spotted a uh, Britney Spears in there somewhere. Maybe some Spice Girls. Yeah. Did they sh- share bedrooms? Do you think oh, that was the boys' bedroom? But of course they. I mean, me and my sister uh, had shared bedrooms when we grew up. Thank uh, God, even... I'm an only child because that <laughs> would not have worked out. Even for me. that was a problem. Mm. <laughs> Bunk beds. Uh, I fell off my butt. Here's a story. Can we? Uh, first of all, of course, this podcast I, I, made for tangents. I, I was on the top bunk when I, when I was growing up, mm. and uh, one night I remember waking up and I was on the floor. And my parents ran in and it's like, "Are you okay?" Or like, "Yeah, what am I doing on the floor?" Apparently, the the barrier that uh, that that shielded me from rolling off my bunk bed had, had just came loose, and I just rolled off the bunk bed, <laughs> and, I, and it's if like I just fell out of a coma, essentially. What wow. a story! And I just didn't know. <laughs> that was so weird. How weird that, that barrier! I, I like how no injuries. Yeah. I like how as soon as the barrier came off, you fell over. It's like that really was the only like, thing. I don't know if anyone. Like, do you know about these? Where it's like the top bunk, where it's like there's like yeah. little things shielding you from oh, yeah. falling off the. Bed. I don't because I ate my siblings in the womb. That's just me. <laughs> Sorry. So I, a moment of silence. No, I gained their power. So <laughs> is it the unbreakable power? I'm unbreakable. Unbreakable. <laughs> it's a man. Cool. Wow, yeah, I just tried to shoot John and it bounced yeah. off and hit, hit Mark. Mark. Oh my god! <laughs> That's just my fact. He's George Reeves! Uh, hopefully not Christopher Reeves. Oh. <laughs> Too soon. Par- so, paralysis powers. Bruce Willis takes a tumble off the balcony because surprise, surprise, Mr. Murder Pants is behind him and gives him a oh, push into wait a, a minute. puddle. We forgot about the, the, the brilliant cinematography from M.I. Shamalamala. With the puppeteers. I'm yeah. convinced that's what the puppeteers are so for. I, I listen. I I like the shot that how the the, the curtain comes in because it focuses <laughs> on it goes from back <laughs> and forth between. <laughs> oh my god! I can't even describe this because it's like it focuses on uh, Bruce Bruce Willis dead body dead body. Well, we yeah. don't know dead body yet. But Whole they, room. Yeah, it's killer I, behind. I Bruce. like that. I like that. It's so great. I will say it's, it's good, it's but unique. I feel like. But yeah. It's unique, but I don't think it adds much. I, I feel think like I've just... seen better things in older but it, movies. But it's just—it's setting the scene. It's telling—it's setting. It's telling oh, there's going to be a scare to... here. I feel it a coming. I think it's just self-indulgent. Let's move on. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. I feel the same. Like so, yeah, like water. John was saying, older scene or I've older, older movies, movies have done more with like just with better lighting, better everything. Okay, and you're—I I agree. You're entitled to that. I'm fine. I just didn't find it as effective as you did. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Alright. Okay. I have no defense. So anyway, yeah. uh, Bruce Willis takes a tumble into the, the pool cover and <laughs> my one weakness, a puddle of water. He's also wearing a giant uh uh what is it, coat? As yeah, Edna but... Mode would say, no capes. No capes. <laughs> no capes, mm-hmm. they get caught in the pool cover yeah. and you drown. 
Which, uh, which is like almost for me. I, I also mentioned where it's like it's also like a direct lead back to Lethal Weapon One, yeah. where there's a similar death scene involved here, where it's like he's wrapped in like this cloth and he just can't get out because he gets shot, but he's also drowning at the same time, which is also just sounds awful. But uh, for someone with a weakness to water, Bruce gets out of it mighty easy. Mm-hmm. And Thanks. the kids are because, just because he rescues the, there. He rescues those kids, and they mm-hmm. rescue him. Mm-hmm. How? So, oh, they put in they like put a pool the pole. skimmer. A pool skimmer. And then you hear the great uh, score from. Uh, let me look up his name. Which is look up the Angels of America score because in <laughs> here it's the same damn notes. James Newton Howard, the Unbreakable score. Unbreakable. They love them. And then, and then <laughs> we get. Miracle. And then we we cut to orange jumpsuit man getting his spitting spitting beer, beer on the dead cadaver. Oh, oh, it's, it's those puppeteers. It's unbreakable. Yeah, <laughs> take that, not me. <laughs> and then and then uh, Jay, uh, Bruce Willis' stunt double chokes out on jumps jumpsuit man in a scene that lasts too long. Another <laughs> scene that lasts too <laughs> he's long. Brushing up against he's, he's we get him. it. He's unbreakable. He's hitting Just him against the wall. He's oh truly God. unbreakable. <laughs> <laughs> I wish he would have said that. What are you unbreakable? <laughs> and then he could have said yes. <laughs> and then that's the, the camera. Tina, Tina Fey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man! Oh no! And so we find out the one, the 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 mother's dead. He, I didn't uh, get that. I thought she lived. It, no, it says it in the newspaper. I thought but she was just a little. I will say that whole scene, the whole scene with this orange jumpsuit antagonist, it just seems very anticlimactic yeah. to me. Well, you you also have to realize where it's like this guy isn't just like a typical run of the day villain or something like that. He's just a psychopath. So yeah. it's just like okay, yeah. I'm killing this guy because fuck him. Yeah, you know, it's he just, deserves to die. I thought, I thought there'd be more. Yeah, he, he does deserve. I mean, he, he does he, deserve to I mean, die. He, he chokes out in a very violent death. Yeah, worse yeah. than Robert Williams, probably. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do see him like flop onto the ground and oh, that's... Robin Williams in heaven, hanging around. I mean, I saw that. Oh, it's comedy. Where would we be without comedy? Oh, fuck you! It's fuck comedy. you! It's comedy. Joan Rivers, R.I.P. Queen of comedy. Uh, so anyway, we get to home where he shows little Joseph. Hey, Joseph, your daddy made the front page. Oh no, no, he 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 escorts his wife upstairs at night. Who cares? No, because it relates <laughs> back to their first date, quote unquote. So they because we're like, I I had a bad dream, but I didn't want to wake you up. But then he he escorts his wife up, and then he cuddles her uh, in this last scene. In his scene. unbreakable and, and, and he's like, I had a bad dream. And she's like, it's over now. So it's like, it's it's something so sweet. Oh, they fucked. They totally fucked. Let's mm-hmm. get it on. But they, they, yeah, yeah. So jo- yeah, Joseph wakes up, and he goes to dinner. Or, uh, for breakfast. breakfast. He's like, what was that? I'm just half a it's, cup of damn orange What juice. was that noise I heard last night? Yeah. It's like, oh, where's uh, Toonami? Turn on Toonami. <laughs> this early in the morning, Joseph? Not in my household. And then Bruce casually slides a paper... Like dramatically towards him. Okay. And the this front I, page like, that is, was super self indulgent. You see, like yeah. in the corner with the orange oh. juice. Oh. And he's like, "Daddy made front page." And Joseph's like, <laughs> "Daddy made." I love you, front, Daddy. Front page of Reddit, fame. Daddy, I have the listen, biggest boner. Right I, now I gotta for tell you, you. I, listen for me personally. Yeah, Mark was like, "Are you emotional <laughs> I, during the scene?" I'm like, "I no? got <laughs> listen. I gotta be emotional for this because so emotional, baby. For for a lot of reasons, I am my father's son because my my father does a lot of selfless things, mm. and um, I'm very different from my father. For, but also the same, same in, the, in in a lot of reasons. Uh, but 
imagine finding out that your father is a superhero. Yeah, you know, like that, 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 that. I mean, that, that's you would shed a tear just like Joseph. I don't think I would. And then, and then, and then, and then your father t- saying, "You're right." You know, like just whispering it to you. I while your mu- while while your wife's making uh, French toast, and it's just like oh, like I, I tear up almost every time I, I watch that. I, for for me for for me personally, I like that, and I'm happy you feel that way. I like that moment. That's one of my favorites. It was good. It was a good moment. I kind of like the opposite, more the inverse. Where I'm thinking of an yes. episode of Frasier, where Frasier's son finds out that like his dad's not a superhero, oh. that he's like super, not superhuman, but he's like very ordinary mm-hmm. and just makes so many mistakes and like disappoints his son. Like that is more impactful to me. Okay, well, but I'm glad you feel that way, Mark. I like it. It's I mean, a good scene. I mean, you got to each his own. But for me, where it's like to if, each I, his own. if I found out my dad was like. A, an everyday vigilante or something like that where it's like yeah dad you fucked up you you killed that ju- that orange jumpsuit man but then i'd be like how do you still manage to be such an ass yeah, yeah. but can, can you at least utter a few more uh syllables <laughs> yeah, i've right. been like now can i shoot you <laughs> yeah right come on prove mom wrong yeah. i gotta now shoot that someone does it, can I, I got this gun well, like, she also expresses was like i detest violence so it's like she doesn't want that in her life she doesn't want to know her husband's a vigilante. So that's one other reason why she, he doesn't want, it, want her to know. You know what would have been cool if Bruce Willis uh, broke the gun like when he took it? He pulled the... Just, he just like, bends the, the, yeah, like, the, 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 the gun. The barrel. Ever, oh, Hagrid, pull Hagrid and bend the gun up. Oh, yeah. No, like, that happens in Punisher, too. It does happen in Punisher. Like, where he takes the gun, he just bends the gun right before he shoots the... Uh, Triple H in the mm. face. Mm. <laughs> so, should we move on to the final scene? Yes, we're about yeah. there. What a twist, audience! Well, Prepare, strap in, strap well, on. Before we get, get ready, to, before we get to the twist, we do have a scene with uh, Elijah, Elijah's mom, who has this big art show, his art gallery. He's giving away, or he's selling off a lot of his uh, comic his, book art, a fa- famous comic book art, because a lot of it is actually from DC and uh, Marvel specifically. Huh. Be- because what we'll, we'll we'll get into that because Elijah's talking uh, Elijah's mother is talking to Bruce Willis about the the cover mm-hmm. that he that she first gave Bruce um, Elijah in that purple box yeah mm-hmm. but where we see Elijah there's a comic book cover right above uh, Elijah mm-hmm. Samuel Jackson now we know who is uh, Samuel Jackson plays mm-hmm. in these Marvel movies and that's Nick Fury mm-hmm. uh huh. Around this time, Nick Fury was uh, adapting to a, a, an alternate universe uh, line of comics called The Ultimates, and where they used the likeness of Samuel Jackson for Nick Fury, which then translation translated into the films. Mm-hmm. And right above that, we see Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., right above there, which preludes... The Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, Mark, wow. I, I love your hobbies. I man. swear to God, it's it's so on the nose, it's brilliant. <laughs> Where it's just like, fuck yes. I love it. I, right, you know, that's for, pretty for, good. For me, I wouldn't have known that. For Mark. me, I think it's very genuine. Mm-hmm. I, I like it. I like where it, it preludes into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. Okay. That's a All pretty right. cool piece of trivia. But so we meet Elijah. Well, we we get reintroduced to Elijah's mother. Yes. All grown up, she's like, "That's my baby." Did I tell you about this superhero? Who the actress is actually five years younger than Samuel Jackson. And I wouldn't have known that, but she's a fine actress. Mm-hmm. A lot of good female Absolutely. actresses in this. She's only she's a male dominated. Yeah. She's only in three scenes, but she shines in all three of she them. She does. I'll agree. Um, and she goes, "Let me let me tell my baby you're here." Mm-hmm. And she waddles over, and she's like, "This man's here." And he's like, "Come step into my parlor, why don't you?" Mm. I feel like a monologue is coming along <laughs> and he wheels himself in and Bruce Willis steps in like what you want to talk about and uh, Samuel Jackson's like how about a handshake yep or whatever so does he know that he has this vision power too well he's, he's, he's that he's assumed this from the beginning before we were first introduced to it and what do we learn Mark because the M. We, Night Shyamalan twist so is coming down the tracks twice we, we we hear from Sam Jackson that there's been three major incidents yes. within the last there's been a couple plane months. crash a, a car tr- crash uh, oh no a, oh, a, he a, a hotel crash a, ho- a, a hotel, hotel crash <gasps> hotels on wheels <laughs> it was actually <laughs> uh, it was a hotel it was a hotel incident a plane uh, crash, plane crash and, and the, the most the train crash mm-hmm. which Bruce Willis was on and we learned that uh, Sam Jackson has been uh, responsible for all three he's been that scallion he's a villain but then we Ooh. pan over to all these other newspaper clippings of like there's like a flood in Mexico so he's been <laughs> numerous hundreds maybe thousands of deaths mm-hmm. involved and then he's just—he's a crazy guy. He's—he's he's a maniac. If only he stepped into the back room a because, little bit sooner. Because or anyone did. Because he assumed that there would be someone who is on the opposite spectrum of him, who doesn't break, who doesn't get sick. What a nutty bar! But, but you know what? He's right. In the long scheme of things, he's right. I don't know about that. Is Bruce it ever, Willis doesn't break. Is it ever established what Mr. Glass actually wants to do with Bruce Willis Cause now? Cause chaos, of course. Well, like, he also, like, it has not... Show been, the pain that those kids at the damn school it, it, showed it, it him. It almost doesn't have to deal with Bruce Willis, but he also, he just wants to find out who, who he is. Mm. He wants mm. to find out and who... He's a villain. Exactly. Mm. Right? He, like, uh, he even mentions it, where it's like, I'm not a mistake. And the comic, do you do you do you realize who the uh, who a villain is opposed to the hero? He he's the exact opposite who the villain is. We're like we're uh, 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 Superman next to Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. Lex Luthor is intelligent, mm-hmm. and he poses all these like tricks and trickery for <laughs> Superman to uh, unravel. A good uh, I, I'm going to make a recommend recommendation here. I know you guys will never read this, but never say never. Uh, Red Sun, where Superman is a communist who, instead of landing in Kansas, lands in Soviet uh, Russia. Russ, he wears the <laughs> he, he 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 wears the uh, uh, hammer and sickle instead of the traditional S, the the House of L. Hmm. Um, hmm. And he and he become he takes over for Stalin. Stalin. We get a different interpretation of Batman, who goes against Superman and his ideals, and it's it's great. It has and but Lex Luthor is the antagonist of the story, but it also acts as the hero mm-hmm. in the long scheme of things. So there, there's things to muddle and think about there. Mm-hmm. And Elijah is that Lex Luthor, and he has to have identify. He has to try and find this, this Superman to mm-hmm. know that this is who he is. It, and that's when his last line is like, they called me Mr. Glass. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very like, Otello and Iago, I feel. Yeah. Uh, let me be the villain. And he's like, I should have known a long time ago. Why, Duh. Dave? Because of the kids. 
They called me this. <laughs> Those damn kids. I loved it. I, you know, I, I. But the one thing I hate is how we're somehow assuming that this is based on true events. <laughs> how it ends. Yes. Yeah. I did not like the ending. The last. The like mm. how we see two lines of dialogue where it's like David Dunn made an anonymous an anonymous phone call to to uh, limited edition. <laughs> Elijah Wood is now resting in uh, a mental institution for the for criminally, criminally insane. insane. What a super! I like. Ending. We didn't need that at we all. Didn't. Uh-uh. No, that freeze frame. You could have just ended it without that. It would have been we, better. We have oh, yeah. the beginning and the ending don't line up at all. No, mm-hmm. I don't know why we have. He those. screwed the pooch. Is what he did. I mean, that's that's the only two things I hate about this movie. I'm still not sure. I mean, I guess I kind of understand Mr. Glass's motivation in doing all this is just to know his place in the world. I mean, I, I can't really relate to that because obviously I wouldn't go to that extent to find out something so kind of like physically inconsequential and like in, intangible but I, I was kind of thinking like maybe he would um use bruce willis's i don't know dna or like genetic makeup to come up with a cure for his illness and uh, a cure for anyone else who is impacted by this because he does make no earlier in the movies like you know there's people that are affected by this and we're not all as lucky like i'm type one but there's type two type three type four yeah. that even have it worse mm-hmm. so i thought he was kind of like being a bit of a benevolent person in like trying to find a cure for this and spread it around yeah. mm-hmm. which i think adds a decent amount of complexity he's just so much more of a fascinating character to me than bruce willis like he has motivations he has goals bruce willis is just kind of along for the ride mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm so um let's give our final thoughts of the movie anyone want to go first uh i'll go first uh just because this is your choice uh, yeah um i do have a different uh interpretation going into it to um extent where it's like i haven't watched this in a while and i do have a more comedic sense of things especially just like from just from watching john's reaction to things (laughs) but uh but like just m night in general just has a way of like doesn't write a lot of good dialogue and thing, things just feel a little bit disjointed but uh all in all i think there's there's a lot of things that still stick out for me for this movie and the way it like contrives some characters especially just david dunn's character as well and you know i i, I still i still like it uh i, th- I think it's a recommend i mean especially mm-hmm. just because it's some of it's his early work, mm. uh, too, and I think it still kind of hits home for me. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I got a very Sixth Sense vibe from this movie, cinematography-wise. Uh, you were telling me that this was right after or around after The Sixth Sense. Yeah. So I can I can definitely feel that. I respect it for an M. Night Shyamalan film, but I don't watch an M. Night Shyamalan film to respect it, okay. is what I'm going <laughs> to say. I watch an M. Night Shyamalan film to giggle, to get the chortles, <laughs> to see bad acting, to see contrived endings and whatnot, and uh, twists that come out of the left field. And um, not my favorite, but not the worst. Definitely not oh, the worst. Definitely. Oh, no. Way better Act- actor acted, and I mean, it's a stretch to call this acting. Other than whispers and stuff, but way better acted, directed, and cinematography-wise than all most of his other films. I'm not going to say all his other yeah, films. I think he put a serious effort into this. One. I think he did as well. This was before he jumped the shark. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. This is when he thought he was being Hitchcock. Yeah. So I, mm-hmm. I, I give him credit for this movie. And that yeah. cameo was standable. Oh yeah. Yeah. Not <laughs> one of his worst cameos. No. Not that devil cameo. Mm-hmm. Mm. He was in Devil. Yeah. Where, where do you pop up there? He pulls, He's like one of the elevator operators. Oh, whatever. He's like, 
He's the one that tells them of like, oh, my grandmother used to tell me that the devil comes out and gathers sinners. That movie's garbage. Don't ever watch that movie. Well, just because it's garbage doesn't mean don't watch it, audience. But um, <laughs> Just as um, long as you know what you're getting into. Yeah. Um, overall, I enjoyed it, but not as much as Mark loves it. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. But I'll give it a watch. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad I gave it a watch. Completed my M Night dis- discography. Oh, that's true. Oh, there you go. Very nice. There we go. You're a nice. Now you can watch Glass and be all caught up. Yeah, I need to rewatch Split though, which I preferred to. Oh this yeah, what, uh, uh, make sure to watch Split. Yeah, that's kind of relation yeah. to this. That's it's one a, I still a haven't sequel seen. Sixteen years in the making, around sort of. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm, <laughs> I am excited for Glass because you know of everything that I said about Glass's character in this film. I think there's a lot of potential there. Um, I still recommend this film. It's not as thrilling a watch as I think it could have been 16 years ago. Yeah. Um, a lot of things feel dated, um, just in terms of like camera technique and, um, maybe, maybe like the writing's not dated, but I think you could definitely tell it comes from like, um, uh, young and game. unproven yeah. like yeah. M. Night Shyamalan. There was a Teletubbies reference mm. for Christ's sake. <laughs> yeah, no no real like revisions <laughs> on the drafts here. But uh, no, it was good. Um, I mentioned the whole date, uh, dated aspect that really comes into play with I think is when I think um, during which I think is the most pivotal scene when he's like, when he does go to where the people are yeah. in the train station. Yeah. It's like just kind of touching yeah. everyone. You get that trip hop backing music i wish he would have had more crimes to solve or justice yeah. to deal i kind of don't like that he had to like weigh them against yeah. one another i wish I'm... they would have shown like a quick montage of him like going through that definitely kind of practicing himself taking this a little more seriously because it's like... like even if he's just reprimanding them like don't steal or <laughs> yeah. i'll break you yeah just Wink. as long as it was something yeah. i mean it is interesting because i feel like that is something every hero does face is like Okay, if you have multiple things going on at the same time, you can't be everywhere at once, typically. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so you do have to kind of weigh which crime would be best More. to solve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it was handled very well in this one. I, I That whole, those multiple crimes that were explored just kind of seemed like a way to be edgy in like the year 2000. And now it just kind of comes off as, all right, this seems mm-hmm. really cheesy. A little yeah. contrived. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it, was, it was good. There's some stuff here. I would recommend it because... I think it is a decent part of pop culture. Obviously, not to the same extent as uh, Sixth Sense, mm-hmm. but I know a lot of people who, you know, still talk about this movie, still mm-hmm. recommend it to others. It's I feel it's like a watch. only shoot him once needs to be in the cultural zeitgeist. <laughs> a bit more. Yeah, that's true. Um, I feel like that needs to be a quotable phrase on a T-shirt. I'll only <laughs> shoot him once. What, what would you think that you would rate this above or below? Um, any M. M. Night movies? M. Night movies? Yeah, This sure. is up there in M. Night movies okay. for consistency yeah. and plot and acting. Do you think acting. it's above or below Signs? Oh, that's, that's hard. I think that's neck and neck. Do you like Signs? I like Signs for the wrong reasons. Okay. I'm the wrong person. <laughs> what about Lady in the Water? Oh, definitely above Lady in the Water. Mm-hmm. But Lady in the Water is a good time, though. Yeah. Don't I, 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 have a guilty, <laughs> I have a guilty pleasure for that movie. That movie's awful, but same. It's for PG... Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti sitting like a baby in front of an Asian woman telling a story. Oh, oh man. So, do we want to wrap this up? Sure. Um, before we get to our hint for next episode, is there anywhere that they can follow you on social media, as in our 
beloved fans, Mark Zebra. You can follow me at MZebro Jr. over at Instagram, or you can follow me at Man Who Wears Hats over on Twitter. (laughs) And what about you, Matthew? Where can they follow you? Let's see. I believe I am at MattCab1210 on the Twitter and... On Instagram, I am not active at all. So, you know, if you follow me, it won't hurt you. Mm-hmm. I, won't, I won't show up on your feed. So just do it. Mm-hmm. I'm also MadCab1210 on there. Um, You could find me with that name anywhere. Steam. Let's play some <laughs> Fortnite together. Oh, no. You oh. sound like the kids in my class. Do you oh, play Fortnite, Mr. K? No, I don't play with my own shit. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, they can find me at Losing My Mind JK on Instagram. Drinking Read JK on Twitter. You can follow our podcast mm-hmm. um instagram at nightcap cinema on facebook at nightcap cinema you can find us on Podbean and itunes at nightcaps at the theater and you can follow my up and coming uh studio ghibli podcast Ooh. got a new plug shameless plug um you can follow us at anime was not a mistake on Podbean. <laughs> is it ever a mistake iTunes. well that's a miyazaki quote right there children he said anime was a mistake and we wittily put that not in evangelion hyphens to make it anime was not a mistake watch Tokyo nice. Godfather so uh, it's a good movie. oh it is a good movie that is a great movie it's a great Christmas movie that used to be on Netflix and they took that off I, I, I watched it on upset. Netflix I was very upset with that but it's a great movie yeah I'm Have about you to watch found- uh, Your Name Pretty soon. Oh, right. I need to see movie. that. Yeah. Another great movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you, you do love anime. Maybe I, I can learn to love comic books too. No, I don't you, think. You, so. only, <laughs> you only do movies or TV as well. We're doing uh, Studio Ghibli and uh, the Studio Ghibli films in chronological order. The oh. major films. Oh, very nice. Uh, you can catch us eventually. Our Lupin the Third episode, moving out to Nausicaa, the Valley of the Wind. <sighs> um, other than that. It is time, Matthew, as it is Matthew's choice. Do you have any hints to offer us and our audience members? I do, and this one comes directly from Wikipedia. I'm just going to quote this. Oh, well, I can't Google it. The most credible website. I can't Google Google. it now. All right. Uh, I'm going to try to do this all in one breath. For over 40 years, this film was the most successful French film in France, topping the box office with over 17,200,000 cinema admissions. It remains the third most successful film ever in France of any nationality. <gasps> Behind the 1997 version of Titanic and Bienvenue chez les Chitis, or something. Oh, magnifique! <laughs> Both of which were seen by over 20 million cinema goers. So this, uh, yeah, this had that title this reigned in france for over 40 years oh my goodness well, i gotta brush up on my french we're going to paris and it ain't paris texas y'all uh, good night we're flying everyone. on that ryanair cheap mm-hmm. seats good night sweet i don't know Movies, sweet nightmares, sweet nightmares, sweet cinemas. Yeah, there we sweet, go. sweet nightmares. Take your loved one, carry, carry them to bed. Good night. Did you enjoy the show? I'd offer my own commentary, but I've still got popcorn kernels in my teeth and a slight aftertaste of gin I just can't seem to get rid of. Maybe I shouldn't use it as mouthwash anymore. If you would like to offer your own two cents on the podcast, be sure to rate, review, and dare I say, even subscribe. 
Don't forget to find us on most social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Nightcap Cinema. Don't be afraid to join the conversation, offer your own take on the films we watch, or even suggest something that we should see. We are always welcome and open to all feedback. After all, everyone's a critic. Can I be real for a second? As an avid podcast listener and newbie podcast creator, I better understand now more than ever just how much work and dedication it takes to create and share things through this medium. By taking just a few seconds out of your extremely busy days, you can honestly make a world of difference even for us. Just a couple of millions who talk about movies for shigs on the internet. I would like to personally thank anyone who contributes in any way. Remember, it's all possible thanks to listeners like you. Thank you. Huh. What do you mean that's not gonna fly with PBS? You think those antique road-showing geriatrics are gonna listen? You have got to be kidding me! Ugh, we'll just cut it in post.